Hey, Jimmy. What's up? Jimmy? Is this a good good show of Tech Talk tonight? Yeah, the tale of two Jimmys. We get into it. <laughs> Do you remember what we talked about? Not at all. <laughs> well, that's why you're going to have to listen to this show. Yeah, tune in. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com. And don't forget the push-through button on Rocky Mountain MC, also on www.dirtbiketest.com. Now here's the show. Live from Prompt, this is Tech Talk Tacos Tuesday. It could be TikTok Tuesday <laughs> talking, because that's what my phone said when uh, I tried to tell somebody that we were going live. And uh, Valley of the Dirt people representing here, Pahrump, Nevada, beautiful, except for the wind today. Bad. The spring winds out here have been a uh, little ridiculous They've this year. They've been brutal. Yeah. So uh, with me tonight, sitting in for um, Logan, is uh, Logan's dad. So how's it going, Logan's dad? Doing good. Good evening, good evening everybody. This is uh, Jimmy Tyler. So yeah. this is the Jimmy and Jimmy show. <laughs> uh, we are here to answer your motorcycle and motorcycle-related problems, questions. One of us is, anyway. The other one. Yeah. And, and so unlike your son, you're going to like butt in and interrupt me when you yeah. feel like my train is starting to get off the tracks. <laughs> I can derail a conversation. Yeah. Your job is to just come in a little bit. And uh, do you want me to drop his, his a little bit? His no, no. We're, we're all good. good. You we're fixed. Good. I saw you fixing something mm -hmm. up there on the, on the big screen. Yeah. It should be, it should be perfect. You know, I'm going to say it. I think there's going to be no problems with this show. Well, they just cursed it. <laughs> you know, the wind is blowing outside and it could knock down the entire internet's. Oh, I know. I know. Universe. So tonight on tonight's show, we got some good questions. We have everybody's favorite segment, Roost or Endo, where here, here. you, you, if you submitted a bike, that means you, uh, well, we'll talk about your bike, uh, discuss the better or worse qualities of it, whatever it has. Um, and then we pick our favorite bike and you get a Taco Moto gift certificate for a hundred bucks. So by subjecting yourself to that torture or praise or whatever, you could uh, end up with a hundred bucks to help fix the problems that we identify, right? That's correct. I got you right before you were going for that, didn't I? <laughs> tried to chop, tried to chop me off, huh? <laughs> Block pass me. Block pass. Hey, this show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. Um, you can see them rolling across the screen above. Of course, DDC just popped up on that little thing. That's Delaney Drive Component. So if you need a sprocket. Um, they have uh, some of the sprockets with the ultimate durability, lightweight and stylish. There's a one-year warranty, chrome-plated plated, chromoly steel, and they've been uh, with us since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. DDCRacing.net. Of course, we've got Yamaha on board. Uh, Yamaha has uh, evidently... They're not watching because they've seen the value in this show <laughs> and they want us to keep doing it. So uh, thanks to uh, the Blue Crew for uh, coming on. We'll do a couple of Yamaha YZ reads or at least uh, Jimmy will. Maybe we'll have Logan do it from over on the side so you don't have to watch him. <laughs> we can him. just point my mic at him and we'll make it work. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll get the Yamaha drops going. Uh, Scott Sports, maker of excellent goggles. Um, I am I, – I did – I actually – I got kind of midway through Baja – when I was riding, uh, Ricky Brabeck uh, sponsored me with some goggles because somebody gave him He's goggles. 100%, right? He was. He's not. New Year. New Year. New Year, yeah. And so he was trying out some – maybe he is, but he isn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. um, he, he's in, in negotiations or something. But So he had some goggles that he couldn't wear 
but he 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 got they gave them to him and he said i'll give them to somebody who will wear them so thank you very much yeah so i got i tested some other goggles but they weren't as good as my scott so i <laughs> i promptly uh i only rode with them for maybe two little sections but they did give me some pretty funky glasses that i've been wearing around yeah <laughs> <laughs> people everybody tells me to take them off are the, like, the ones you do in the school those? No, no, no. Uh, These are different ones. Uh, so, uh, but Scott Sports uh, helping us along. Climb gear, the best off-road gear, the best gear in general. Uh, I was actually in Baja testing some prototype stuff of theirs that was uh, kind of amazing. I They don't tell me what it is. They just say, hey, wear this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I wore it and I saw what happened. And there was some characteristics, uh, characteristics of this stuff that are really cool. And so in a year or two, however long it takes to roll out, that stuff will be super awesome. But uh, since I didn't ride today, oh, I rode around, but I didn't really ride. You would have been had to have some, uh, you would have had some sick wind whips if you did. Yeah. yeah. So no climb gear today. Um, no. Trail Tech, makers of awesome GPSs. I knew exactly where I was at all times uh, when I was down in Baja because my JPS was working, but I backed it up with what my Trail Tech Voyager Pro was telling me. And fast company with their flex handlebars. And my wrists, after 1,200 miles in Baja, feel like they're brand new. It's right? almost like they got better because I was running <laughs> flex handlebars. So that's how uh, that's how we run with this show. Thanks to everybody. Hey, if you want to support us in a direct way, just you supporting the show, you being a sponsor. We have um, Rocky Mountain MCA TV. We have a little... We get a little kickback from those guys if you shop through our link. So go to dirtbiketest.com, click on the Rocky Mountain banner. And I actually did that yesterday. When it's easy ordered, to do. I ordered. And I, you, so what you I got do, a card full, but I haven't hit. Yeah. you go. So make sure you go through our link on our site, and then it, and we get a little, little kickback from it. I actually used it the other day because I bought fork oil, fork seals. I should have got wheel bearings, but I forgot to get them. Uh, I got a battery and a couple other things for uh, Dave's uh, 200 that I sold him because I sold him a bike that was inadequate. KTM 200. Yeah, and so he 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 returned it. He said it needs. Uh. To, he gave me the money, but I had to take it back and fix it back up. <laughs> so that's what happens when you sell a bike to somebody that you know, you know. and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you know. Yeah. So, but anyways. it was cool because you can see him again and again, and I, you know you miss him when you sell him. I do. Oh, I miss the guy too. I miss Dave a lot. Yeah. yeah so I like to get to like see him. Dave. So I steal his bike back. So even though he's giving me money, now I have both the bike and the money. Uh huh. So uh-huh. think how that works. Bob sounds but familiar. Call huh? a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. So when you go to Rocky Mountain, you just click on that, and then our, our cookie sticks around in your browser for a few days, and we get a little uh, chunk of that. And then of course we have the Amazon links, like everybody does. So if you're going to buy, you know a new stereo, a big screen TV, you know, some big ticket items, just click through that on, uh, and we'll get a little portion of that. And, uh, we really appreciate all the support from our fans, our sponsors, our everybody. So, uh, okay. Uh, let's get right into the, uh, question. Should we go to the, isn't there we, a company that does tours? A company that does tours. Costa Rica. Costa. I was going to get it. Oh, that's, you got to put that up at the top of the sheet. It's, see how it's down? It's underneath. Equipment. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I see. I see what oh. you're talking about here. But the full first sheet is. Uh, oh, the whole sheet is runs. We, Costa Rica Unlimited. That yeah. that's actually a bonus that they're getting. It's an add-on to the program that they're on on the website. So oh, we, okay. we don't have to mention them every time, but I will oh. mention them because you brought it up. Okay. If you want to go riding in Costa Rica, Costa Rica, and Jimmy, did you make your plans yet? I haven't, but I should. We should get you set up. You should take a bunch of your Nevada donkeys down that's to what Costa I'm Rica. And uh, and and we can maybe we can work out a deal where it's it's ride right. with Jimmy, 
and we'll we'll do it a little bit on the on the we'll do it a little funny and it'll, if people think it's me but it's actually oh, you yeah <laughs> there we go yeah you get like the wish version as you they get call a ride it. with jimmy from tech talk you're, taco you're, tuesday yeah you're riding with jimmy from tech talk taco tuesday yeah. in Costa Rica on brand new gas gas and ktm and husqvarna uh -huh, motorcycles uh -huh. down there with some of the most experienced gringo guides they call them uh, yeah. and i heard if you mention this show when you're doing your booking, you might get the executive suite at the palace that they stay mm. at. That's that's what I've uh, I've what, been told. What does the producer get? Yeah. Well, it, you you it just just like I always say, it's like um, you do your own thing. So if you can set up a tour, I'll put mm -hmm. you in touch with Terry Beal. He, he, mm -hmm. You you talk to Trevor. Trevor will give you the inside line. Yeah. You'll go to you'll talk to Terry, and it'll get all figured out. So you can go to uh, Costa Rica Unlimited. Um, did you did you on that thing did you put the website so i could say it properly uh no, no but i can go ahead and find it throw it in the chat that's good yeah and of course we already talked about how awesome flex handlebars are so uh now i've done all my duties let's go straight to the uh the comments oh victor's there i always get scared when we read the comment from victor but i'm gonna do right. it rightfully so i use the climb mojave jersey at the bitwell 100 that thing was fresh and comfortable, like riding shirtless. It went well with my Costco jeans. Yeah, bad word. Awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. Costco jeans? What's the <laughs> Bitwell 100? Where's that? I don't know. I think it's a little trail ride or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, Victor. I'm going to get Victor in here as a guest host. One yeah, of these we should. Times. He's been in studio before. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, he's, I met him here. Yeah, he's been here. We, but we got to do the full pull. We got to do the flat track. We got to do flat track before the show, and uh, we we got to go. We can't go to Ramirez after the show, but maybe we'll just we'll get some. We'll, I can make some tacos. Yeah, we'll make some tacos. You air fry some tacos, and we'll be no nah, deep fry them. Oh no, I'll, I'll bring some air. I'll bring my air fryer, and tacos, I'll make some. I'll make some boneless wings. Tacos got to be deep fried. Okay, however it works. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks everybody for joining the show. Um, the pr process here is we uh, have questions that are emailed to us during the week. A lot of questions come in on the chat. So whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, this chat pops up on the screen in front of us. We get to see it like you can too. Sometimes Matt puts it up in the uh, in the box in the show. If you're watching this, I don't know why anybody would watch this show, but um, well, we have 43 people that are, are watching, watching it, it. Right now. So oh, but then a lot of people, like hundreds of people, watch it during the week. Oh yeah, on yeah. The, no, on, you, the, on, on all that, yeah. Yeah, so it's good. Okay, Robert Miller has a question. Hey, Jimmy, what rear tire would you recommend for rocky off-road terrain, which is occasionally wet, not really muddy, riding for a 450 size bikes? Perhaps provide a range of options. I said, I said, hey, Jimmy, and that means you. Oh, me, this Jimmy? Yeah. Rocky terrain? The tech talk, Jimmy, yeah. I don't know, I've... You've got me hooked on those Parker DTs, and I'm kind of digging them. And I, 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 I didn't maybe even, I'm too stupid to know whether they're good or not. I like them everywhere. I didn't even coach that that response. No, <laughs> I, I do. I've kind of pretty much. I won't have them in mud. Let me tell you that because that nothing comes out of the sky around here. Right, but not everywhere else. I think I've tried them. Yeah, the only the only times I I. They're, they're, it's it's, just a, it's a good all-around tire. And the reason I actually was drawn to the, the Kenda tires in general was I was able to go out and test with them a long time ago with some guys that I tested with with another tire company. They moved over to Kenda, and I knew them and trusted them. I went out and tested with them, and I'm like, hey, these guys are making really good changes. And this was a long time ago. I mean, 
uh, a long time ago. And then when when finally I wasn't racing anymore and I had the opportunity to start doing my schools, I was running through a lot of tires and I had a need for adventure bike tires. Mm-hmm. Kenda had a new tire called the Big Block. And the, the, the go-to tire in the adventure bike world is the Continental TKC80. And so um, I put the uh, the big block on and I was blown away because it was it was kind of a copy, a little bit of a copy, but different. It did got a little bit different knob shape, but it, it was just as good, if not better, on some off-road conditions. And I'm like, wow, this company makes all the kind of tires I would need. So I approached them and they started helping out and supporting my schools. The tire I went to used to be called the Carlsbad. Mm-hmm. It was a motocross tire, a hard train tire that they developed um, to work at Carlsbad. Well, they turned it into an off-road tire called now, which is now the Parker DT. And it's a it's and the other thing that was important for me is I needed DOT tires because I'm riding a lot of dual sport bikes. And so it had all the ingredients in there and I started running it. And I was blown away by how good that tire was on the brakes. And it's uh it's still the same. It's just a really good, consistent uh they tire. last. They last and, too. And I really like the front, which freaks everybody out. But the front, the front looks just, horrible, just but it good. works. It looks like an eraser head, but it works. And the, again, always, always hard direction. Yeah, mount those in the hard direction. And Mojave Bob, who's our in studio um, guest, uh, he likes to raise his hand and he is asking a question. No, I was going to comment. No, oh, he, oh, he's making a comment. Oh. They're the most consistent braking tire I have ever. Right. And he agrees with me that it's the consistent braking tire. So uh, so my go to on the hard train is the the Parker DT. Now, since I uh, they do support my schools and stuff, of course, I am biased. And so everything that came out of my mouth evidently right there was probably a lie to every. Yeah, that one of those things. I'm jacking myself off here. But this is the truth. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you about some other good tires. Uh, Brian Horton says, uh, Robert Miller, IRC BE. I RC VE 33 S the gummy feels good. Even when it's gone, uh, the Vulcan Enduro, the IRC, God, what was that? What was that tire called? The MB, the MB five was an IRC tire. That was a real good go-to back then. Um, but tires are kind of like underwear. You can change them. You should change them often. <laughs> like underwear. <laughs> yeah. Like underwear. Uh, and you might have a preference on certain things, but so a lot of guys, their go-to is the the Dunlop uh, MT eighty one, right? What's the what's the ones they're putting on all the AT eighty ones? Sorry, AT eighty ones. So mm-hmm. many different names and brands, and I get confused. Uh, those are kind of a lot of people's uh, go-tos. There is, um, let's see. I, so I kind of the other the, way the with mich- tires. The, I, I like to kind of learn one and forget it. Just kind of learn how to set my stuff up for it. Know what it does predictable to me and not change yeah. and and the idea here when we're talking about this but you do got to find what you like to you're, get you're, there he's going for he's going for a good recommendation sure you, you know and, and, and hopefully but, but when you said you can change it, you can change it, you can change it but yeah. i, well, I, I kind of the other way i kind of liked it if you don't find what you like if you're not happy with it then change it True. If, if you're happy with it then 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 learn it you know mm-hmm. and it, but yeah. every once in a while even if you're happy with what you have you got to try something different of I course to, of I course to, i got to do it all the time when i was riding so i jump on one of the few hundred things out there yeah ride some i always like hopping on somebody else's bike ride somebody else's bike and feel what they got so um the michelin i'll tell you straight up you're buying one the the michelin um uh i haven't tried the new ones trevor said they're good new sixes the 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 five the star cross fives were pretty good i like those that was my my go-to before this yeah there's there's lots of yeah, lots of different tires, but um, Pirelli has some pretty good. Uh, they have a really good hard train tire; it doesn't last very long, 
but I don't know if they still have it. It was a while back. Uh, but yeah, lots of uh, lots of different. Uh, and uh, somebody just posted up in the chat room. They posted up the Moto Z's uh, IT Tractionator. I have never had two Moto's tires that worked the same, which bothers me. And that tire, I, I've, I've actually there's one on one. Is that of our, the one I was riding last two? Oh my god, I hated that thing. Right. Oh my god, I was like, what is this thing? Yeah, wall away. There's one I don't like. Yeah. So it, it, in in and I've ridden one of those that was actually really good. And then I and then I asked for another one because of the this for the same reason that I'm just talking about that I wanted to see if consistent and it, it just I didn't get I never I've never had two that work the same, which didn't bothers me with I can't recommend something if I don't know what you're going to get. So, uh, okay, uh, the Tusk Re Recon. Um, I don't know about the Recon uh, specifically, but I have tested some Tusk tires lately that have been really, really good. They have some, uh, they're, it's, it's a soft and an intermediate tire. They're actually the ones that they're really promoting. So if you're going to go buy those for sure, click on the dirt bike uh, test. Those, link, yeah. Yeah, and, and grab those. And those I, are very affordable, so... They're, they're affordable, and the, the price you pay you is not indicative tire, of the performance. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think they're the best tire you hey, can buy, but. We got our uh, we got our special guest coming on. Uh, Tim Morton of Baja Bound Moto is going to join the show. And we're going to ask Tim. We're going to go straight into this question with Tim because uh, Tim, owner of a tour company, a guy who's been running a tour company for many, many years. Tim, what's the go-to hard terrain tire of Baja bound <laughs> for our fun rides down there. We typically use a, a just a motocross Dunlop because they last plenty long. Um, when we're racing, for day T's. Okay. Yep. And you are a. Is it working? Do we have them? Did that? Did that go through? Did the whole world hear it? We don't know. My tech department <laughs> is coming in. Hey, we we got our. I, no, I, I think, think I think we're I think we're good. I think, we're good. I think our tech. So if you're in the chat and you can't hear uh, team team Morto, <laughs> hey, nice shirt, Tim. More whiskey and fresh bikes for my men. <laughs> JB would be super proud. Sure you have on, but I don't have those anymore. Oh yeah, these are our team shirts from back when we raced the the HP two in Baja. Huh. So uh, yeah, interesting interesting fun fact. Jimmy's impressed. Interesting fun fact is that is that my very first Baja race ever was with this dude. Oh, a teammate? Yeah, he, we uh, okay. teammate teammated on a factory KTM one twenty five. Nice. That got a probably about thirteen miles to the gallon. Even though <laughs> even though we ran a fairing that that Mojave Bob made actually. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, because we thought it would make it faster. You just but um, throwing some arrow at a dirt bike. Yeah, huh? but we did something stupid, and I'm pretty sure it was ill-advised, uh, not by Tim or myself. I'm sure somebody helped us out with this. They said we should go jet the bike, and we jetted it on the beach, and it didn't work very good at the summit. Right, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember much of that, but I think I remember I talked to a lot of people on the course, <laughs> and you didn't really like that I did that. Oh, No. No, well, we are, you know, the, the problem is I was a racer and, and I knew, I knew that that bike was way faster than the Kawasaki 125 at the time. And they had a factory Kawasaki team at the time. This is how big 125s were. Oh yeah. And, the, and, uh, and so we ran out of gas pretty early and we were pretty far behind. And, and Tim. And the exhaust bike uh, broke all apart. 
Oh yeah, I could have. I don't remember this, but at least we had the spare parts to keep it running anyway. So, so we got the bike. We got it all. You know, we actually rejetted it. Uh, it got it going. Uh, kept it going. And Tim, who was about ready to start a tour company, was doing a little marketing on the trail. Is what I'd like to say. Ah, dude. and uh, and and so when he came out of, I believe this is the Baja One Thousand in ninety one. I'm gonna guess maybe ninety. Yeah, probably ninety. Ninety, I think. And. And he, he came out of like, we were in the pits and it was dark and like, like five guys go by and they didn't have headlights. And then Tim comes in and then like, cause we had, we put our headlight on early cause we knew we'd need it. Cause he's smart. He knows Baja. He knew how long it was going to take. And like five other guys go by and he's telling me what happened. Like basically he collected about 20 guys in Matomi wash, guided them all in using our headlight. And now I had to go pass them all back in the dust. <laughs> Uh, we passed them all back. We we actually caught pretty. We caught up onto that one, the Cowie 125, pretty good. But we finished. We there was a it was a good first run for a donkey like me. Didn't know anything about Baja. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, good times, huh, Tim? Hey, and that was your first Baja race. Mm-hmm. Your your last Baja race was us again. That was 06, right? Uh, yes, 05 or 06. Okay, 05, right. No, it was 06 to La Paz. Um, I I think I did a 500 after that. I I don't remember. I know oh, I know okay. when all of a sudden BMW wanted us to start they saw that we got third in the open pro class, which was actually like 10th or 11th overall, but then they're like, "Well, can you guys win?" <laughs> it's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh and, uh, but it, at that point it was like, I, I'm, I'm doing this for fun. You know, at this, at this point in my career, my wrists were junk and I had to ride at a certain speed. So I, I'm waiting for Tim to tell me the story about how I yelled at, <laughs> at him for that rice too. <laughs> did, did, did I yell? Oh, that, no, I don't remember the last race very well, but you were pretty adamant to not kill the motor in it might have been. I'm thinking it was 04. We don't kill the motor because you had the uh, breathalyzer you modified oh, right. to put on the make it run. <laughs> so okay, that that was that was 04. That was on the prototype bike. That was not the that was the 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 test mule, the prototype bike. And we we so here's what happened. Uh, BMW had it. We didn't know this at the time, but they had an anti theft system built into the key and the and the and the computer. <laughs> And so, of course, since it was Baja, we decided to mount frame-mounted headlights. So we we had this really bitchin' setup that that uh, Baja Designs helped us build. It was a frame-mounted, just like on the on the real on the regular race bikes, with a with a one HID and one one LED and HID and um, one halogen. And but in order to do that, we had to take the ignition and the key and move it out of the way so it wouldn't hit. Ugh. Well, to that motorcycle, because there's some relationship between the distance between the key and the ECU, it feels like now it's been stolen or something's wrong. And it'll allow you to do a certain amount of keystrokes to make sure it's not a fault. But after a certain amount of on-offs... You're done. You're done. Guess where we got done at? <laughs> at, at, at San Ignacio. We were running. We were in top 15 or something. We were good. Um, all the guys, I hadn't even gotten on the bike, but um, uh, uh, Tim, no, Tim rode, me Jonah. and you kind of did the south side. Uh, Jonah it wrote it. Jonah started or something. Jonah and Dave? J- Jonah, Dave, and uh, uh, what, um, 
was it? Yeah, it was only in Jonah Dave. It was just four four of us that time. Yeah, so uh, so we we were doing really good, and we shut the bike off and uh, just to just to give it a really good check over in uh, San Ignacio, and we turned it on, and no no what no no, and it's the computer's flashing EWS EWS, which means you've been stolen. And we had some German engineers with us, and they're like, uh, "We've never seen this before. Uh-oh. We don't know what this is." They're on the phone to Germany. We had to strip the entire wiring harness off of a then brand new 1200 GS, which was also kind of a prototype that the guys from BMW Mexico brought over. We had to strip the entire wiring harness off, put it on our race bike. And the word was, you can start it one time. And if it stalls, it'll never start again. And that's it. Push it in the ocean. Because we, oh, we fooled the computer. Push it in, into the ocean. Into, into, into working. And so that's, yeah, that's, it's like, Tim, don't stall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. racing is a little different nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little more rugged. Yeah, I, uh, I think. Yeah, no, it. Oh, man, the courses like it's it's torn up. I mean, it's same same yeah. thing where we have our desert loops out here where they run the trophy trucks and stuff on. It's amazing how blown out it is, but. Uh, yeah, I, I so I finally went back to Baja, Tim. Were you kind of surprised? I was very surprised, uh, and it it was good to hear. I'm glad you. I don't know what what do you got there? What's that? Uh, uh, Loma Azul. Oh, you didn't you didn't see the pre show? We did a pre show. This is really good tequila. I'd pour you some right now, but it used to be half full, and then Matt poured some. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Um, but I, I'm not a quitter. Like I went back to Baja, so I decided not to quit this either. <laughs> what do you got there? Can you see that? It's small on my screen. It's big now. Oh, uh, uh, insure. It, insure. Oh, no, not good. <laughs> so for those that don't you gotta know. You got to quit Tim, that. <laughs> those that. I'm going to reintroduce you here, Tim. For those that don't know, Tim, Tim Wharton is the uh, the the chief of Baja Bound Moto. So that's uh, BajaBoundMoto.com. And if you want to go on the best, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Baja trips or if you want to go racing in Baja and you don't know how, kind of like I did, it, he learned everything from having to coach me. And and he's had you you guys have a pretty amazing success rate with your clients that come and do that, yeah. Yeah, I think we started doing race rentals in '04, I think. Uh, for we've had over sixty race rentals, and for score, we we do also Vegas Torino. Uh, Parker 250. Um, we do Nora. A few. We do more guys with their own bikes with Nora. All those other ones we do with our bikes. And so with Score and Vegas Torino, guys on our bikes, uh, we have a hundred percent finish ratio. So wow. We had a DNF last year at Vegas Torino, um, but it was a guy we were helping with his own bike. So a little different. Yeah. Um, so is it him or the bike? <laughs> we, we've actually had uh, some pretty long days and nights for Vegas Torino, but we get them to the finish and uh, Baja, we get them to the finish. Uh, so. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's not, that's not easy. I mean, just even knowing from, you know, my different stories from being down there and, you know, that, that's, and just like, that's the whole thing about just finishing. You know, a lot of people, when they go to these races, they, their whole goal is just to finish. And yeah. 
the amount of work it takes to <laughs> get there there's, sometimes. There's a lot of people we just tell them your money is no good, you know, because <laughs> it's it's it, it's too dangerous. Uh, no matter where they're racing or <laughs> if I'm right. there, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Um, it's too dangerous. Uh, they're not ready. And so, you know, we get a lot of people who just talking to them, we can say, this isn't what you're going to want to do. There's guys who go riding with us for fun and we tell them, no, you don't want to race in ball. You know, <laughs> there's guys I'll take riding in Nevada. I should say racing in Nevada that I won't take racing in ball. And, you know, so we, we try to limit that. Uh, it, it becomes a lot of work sometimes though, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, I get I get sort of the same thing. I get you know at least at least once twice a month I get a email. Hey Jimmy, I'm thinking about doing Paris to Dakar, and you know I mean our Dakar, and uh, you know I I'm I you know this or that, and they kind of have they list out the resume or something, and you know I'm a professional downhill skier, and you know I I I've you know paraglided around the world, <laughs> all these things, and I, I go well, okay, what motorcycle racing have you done? Like what, what's your, like, and, and like, Oh no, I, I just learned how to ride last year and I saw the Dakar and I want to do it. And it's like, I kind of want to climb Mount Everest too. I don't own a stitch of, I have a set of crampons, but a whole stitch of, mm -hmm. I believe I can do it, but I bet you if I went and talked to somebody, they'd tell me maybe you should climb something a little smaller, you know, to start with. But yeah, the Baja 1000 is probably on that, that list as well of like, kind of it's there. It's not that it's that hard to do. It's the situations and the circumstances that are involved in that race, mainly trophy trucks and vehicles that um, they're there to win and their their ego and their paycheck involve <laughs> that. So you get in the way. Yeah. And it, I really got an eye opener maybe 10 years ago. I went for a ride in at full speed in a trophy truck up at Prim and it was, I already knew it was dangerous to be out on the course as unaware of a truck or buggy coming up behind you. Once I was in a truck in the right seat, it, it was really an eye opener. Hey, so what, 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 what was what, dangerous? <laughs> so when you're in that, what was every, every time you saw a bump or a ditch, what did you do? You braced yourself and said what? Yeah, no, I, I thought this is, it's impossible for this to happen. Cause I thought, you know, even <laughs> The best yep. dirt bike rider couldn't go through these whoops at 60. And and we were going through giant whoops at 117 or something. And yeah. it, it looked like, okay, we're going to hit that wall up there and just it's going to be a yard sale. And yeah, it's it going to explode. <laughs> It oh, amazing. it's yeah, the first. I, and this is a long time. Trucks have gotten a lot better since I got to ride in one. And. And when, when I rode in it, the sensation I had, you, you see this thing just mobbing through these bumps, just smashing around. And the only sensation I felt was getting pushed backwards into the seat as the tires hit the ground. Like you could feel every yep. time the tires hit the ground, it pushed you backwards in the seat. But the up and down wasn't really that bad. And we were, we were out at Barstow just smashing through bumps. And it was like, oh, 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 and, and, uh, Taking yeah. a bite out of the chair. And when, and you think about that thing, when that thing is coming that fast and you're rolling it at, we'll call it novice level speed through the bumps, um, they come up on you so quick. And if you wobble the wrong way and, and they, they, they decide to pass you on one side and you wobble the wrong way, this becomes very dangerous. And, 
so really yeah. dangerous. Like <laughs> when when the driver, it was Cameron. When Cameron would back off the throttle, it, it felt like as soon as his foot wasn't in it, we were just floating. And it's it felt like that thing is going to go where it wants. It basically feels <laughs> like he pulls his foot away from the throttle, he might as well let go of the steering wheel. And the the feeling of the lack of control made me think about the dirt bikers who were right here on the edge. I mean, there weren't, but you know, in my imagination, yeah. they'd be right there and they have no idea that there's 6,000 pounds, whatever they are barreling down on them with no hope of missing them. And <laughs> there's some videos out lately that I've seen of guys racing Baja that they think that they think they get off of the course before oh. they pass by a buggy <laughs> or something. They're like a foot away. Two yeah. feet away, and they fall over doing it. Yeah. And if if those were guys riding one of our bikes or someone I was responsible for, as responsible as we can be, right? Right. Um, I'd have a serious talk with them and say, "You, you, you don't understand how close you are to to, uh, to death." And you know, bar racing's really changed since you did it last, and it's way more rugged. Uh, the the routes. It's just they don't do it the same. They don't run maintained roads as much as they used to. They run roads off to the side, and it's just hammered. So, you know, the the, the, the UTVs, the buggies, the trucks are going so much faster. In my opinion, the dirt bikers are going slower. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's – it's yeah, you don't, you don't have – yeah, there's this. It's, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of good riders that are down there and doing that before, but it's not like there's factory teams going down there and and pushing it. And and you know, it's 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 one of those bucket list dreams for a lot of people. And it's like I'm going to ride the Baja 1000. It's like I <laughs> I always tell them like take that budget and go do something that would actually you would actually enjoy. <laughs> Week in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, or or if you got if you got the skills and you want to do it, call Tim. And uh, and and then listen to him. He's been down there for a long time for some reason. And if Tim says no, don't go find the next guy that says yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and I'm gonna shut down the live thing on this. Mm -hmm. So all you people on the whatchamacallit here on the oh, Instagram? It's Instagram. That's right. That thing. Yeah. yeah. That screen. Um, you got to go over to our YouTube or our Facebook page to kind of continue watching this. We do this every week, by the way. Every Tuesday at about seven o'clock here on uh, in prompt time, and uh, thanks for uh, joining with us over there. But we're going to keep going on the regular show. Tim, uh, another another quick question. So uh, you're going to be down there pitting a bunch of guys for the Nora thing. I got involved with the Nora thing. Um, how come nobody wants to get up at four o'clock in the morning and load road books? <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt Sut uh, Sutherland. He's down. He he'll get up at three and do it. Um, I'm not so sure the, you haven't met the crowd. Oh, no, the, I know. I know. I know. But I, Hey, trust me. I, I know the, I know the crowd. <laughs> um, the, okay, and, so, and, and it, it's just, it's just like, I, the way the, the, here's the, here's the first thing. It's just the general reluctance to road books is, is very strong. It's everybody thinks this is going to be horrible, but knowing what I know, and I, I know a couple things, but one thing is I would much rather ride to a road book than I would to a track log, especially on a motorcycle, because it give, it tells you exactly what to do. When you come to a Y on a track log, a little Y, you don't know which way to go. You just guess. 
Because it, it depends on which way you wobbled, how your GPS thinks where you're going. And then you go in, all of a sudden, you notice your arrow is going off your track log, and then you have to turn around and go back. But it, back to the back to the point, once you get the it, it get the, the gist of how it works, I always say road books are kind of like sex. And if nobody, if everybody thought- Expensive. Sex expensive? Well, if you, yeah, it can be. Depends yeah, on where you're at. It always is. <laughs> We're thinking about mortgage or uh, utilities. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but you remember when you were younger, you thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I want, it's that little sex. But, like, road books are, like, bad. But once yeah. you do a road book, you like it, and you want to keep doing them. Right. Yeah, but you got it. But the first time, you know, it's like, and now we've been told it's bad. But, hey, it takes, it takes what, three, four minutes to load a road book? So everybody's all know. worried about this. Oh, come on, Tim. You did Nevada Rally when I did Nevada Rally. Hey, yeah, isn't that, that your – no- a long time ago. I don't remember hey, that on- far back. On your thing in your office right there, is that your Nevada Rally bib in the back? N- number 19? Is that? Right there. That's it. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you loaded road. I got mine over here. Mine's over there. Yeah. So you loaded road books. You know how this works. No, I'm, it's a, easy. I'm definitely a proponent of the road book. The, uh, I've been telling all of our group, like we, we have 13 bikes under in our bivouac for this year. Um, the, none of those bikes are our Baja bound bikes are all client bikes. Um, there's a few of them. I think five that are uh, like Matt Glade is part of our gang, Matt Sutherland. Um, you know, there's guys who, who do know them, everyone else, some do, some don't, uh, but most guys are GPS guys. And the way this, this race they've gotten used to, you know, the, you know, we, we drink a lot each night. Uh, we have a good time. We get up in the morning, we do it again. We finish it two, three in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, we work on bikes, we open the bar and, so now it's, uh, you know, and a bunch of these guys, they're 50 plus, maybe 60 plus. Um, so it's just, you know, the change it's, is hard. And I, I definitely talked to Eliseo and tried to get him to do this even last year. Um, but also, you know, we needed more of a lead up to it. So, yes, you're you and I are uh, in agreement on the road book. I just want a little bit more of a laid back this year. We're making you do it like this next year. We're going to throw the whole bus at you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, th- no, no, we're, 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 we're on that program. It's this year. It's going to be easy. I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, subject myself to all the punishment that I deserve for, for volunteering for this and helping to do it. And I'm going to, I've, told LSAO that I'm going to be there at the start. And if guys are having a problem loading their map books, I'm going to be right there with them to help them do it. And I'm going to be there at the finish when they tell me how the map book sucks, because then I'm going to say, well, no, I won't tell you what I'm going to say. It's going to be a surprise for the end. Well, I but, already hey, gave all hey, of them your, your cell number. And, uh-huh. and is that how they're getting it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to let them know what room number you're in at every hotel down the, down the peninsula. I'm going to be hanging out at your camp. They just come over and hang out with you. I'm going to be hanging out because I heard you guys got beer. And I, I quit, but I when I'm in Mexico, all the rules, all the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, we, we put on a, a pretty good one. And part of, hey, part of it is selfish for on my part to want the road books the night before. 
No, you get to go to bed earlier. You get to go to bed. You get to go to bed earlier because you don't have to load the damn road books at night. Just think no, about that. I'm always the last guy. Sometimes the sun is coming up and I'm, and I go and take a little nap and then we leave the next day because someone yeah. has to make sure that everything gets put away and everyone's bikes are locked up and right. All that well, I'm just, stuff. I'm, I'm just uh, thinking, I'm only thinking of you when I, when I think of these rules, you know, that's why. So I'm going to just say, uh, well, Tim didn't want to stay up late loading your road book. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm okay but, with that. But uh, it's actually, I think it, it, the first couple, I, I hope that, you know, we, we put together a whole training program, an online training program, and spent a lot of time working on making sure those videos gave them all the information. And and we're going to do, you know, a test road. I just hope they did a, took a little bit of the advice in some of the videos to go practice just a little bit. And you could make a roadbook around your neighborhood and you, you kind of see how it works. And just that one little step that you take to practice, then like everything, you know, you practice something, you get good at it. You watch the best guys in the world. They didn't just magically get good at what they were doing. They put some time into it. And guys that are better than other guys, gals that are better than other gals, they practice just a little bit. So, uh, and well, George Denver, says. She's really been bugging me. She wanted to race this year, but we're not ready. She's not ready for that. Um, she's raced it before, you know, she's raced plenty before, but. She is, she has watched all of your videos multiple times and partially to take the heat off of you because when all of our guys start asking questions, I, I'm not going to speak English and they can go <laughs> see you or her. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm there. That's, that's my, that's going to be part of my job. I, you know, and, and when, when it was explained to me why they were going, why they wanted to go to Roadbooks, it was asked, Hey, do you think this is a good thing? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, just, and not just because I have a, a, an enjoyment and a fascination with rally. I really thought that, that it was the best way to make the race a little bit more safer. It's going to, it's going to give the, it's going to give the bikes the ability to do better, more uh, creative things, go on routes that they can't take the cars on and stuff like this. It's going to make the race a lot better. And, uh, and, and it's just going to, you know, like it's going to, there's a little bit of growing pains, like anything new, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, it got me back to Baja, which is, you know, that's, I, I'm kind of, I, so why'd much. You, is, why'd you kick yourself out? The cops did. <laughs> the cops kicked me out. <laughs> they wanted all my stuff. They wanted my money. They wanted my jacket. They wanted mm -hmm. my team shirt. Yeah. They want to take me jail yeah. and I didn't do anything wrong. That's the problem. If I'd done something wrong, I'd be good with it, but yeah, so I need pros like Tim to take me down there. Uh, so I'll figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, went back, had a really good trip. The good. worst, the worst part was getting trying to get back on the airplane in Cabo San Lucas. <sighs> that was the worst part of the whole trip. They had to stick something up my nose and everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, so question: they they did that just right there in the airport for you, right? No, no, I had to go to the clinic. I had to go to the clinic and I was standing, standing there to the girl that was taking the, the, she was working on the computer, taking the information. I'm sitting there just spitting on her and coughing and sneezing and drooling. And then she goes, okay, you go in this room. And they put me in this room where there's a plexiglass screen. And that girl got up and then she stuck the thing through the hole in the screen and put it in my nose. And then we went back out to spitting and coughing and, and whatever on her. <laughs> but it was really nice that she put that plexiglass screen with the hole in it so she could stick the thing way. I mean, she touched the back of my eyeball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, hey, Tim, are you going to well, stick around? Right. Uh, are you going to stick around for Rooster Endo? Do you know about this segment? Yes, I, 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 
I want to see some Roost and Endo. Okay. Submissions. Well, I, I want to make sure you're around. You're good for this because uh, I think I think yeah. it'd be a, a a good help on this. So, um, a cu- question for you. So, you guys have uh, you you get you get a lot of clients and stuff that come down, and a lot of people bring their own bikes as well as they they rent bikes from you. But when when you see, and I'm asking this, when you look at someone's bike when they bring it. Uh, do you do you guys have them send a picture of their bike or anything beforehand, or do you, do you when that bike shows up? Do you? I, I don't want to say judge, but do you judge? Kick the tires. <laughs> oh, you mean for for going racing or for like no, North just 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 tour just fun riding, just the tour. Yeah, we we judge. We <laughs> end up working on too many things while we're trying to load up on client bikes. Um, you know, like the, the thing that throws me off the most is we've ran Bib Moose's front and rear for uh, 10 years now. And so we don't even have inner tubes around anymore. And so people sometimes show up and even though we tell them in advance, we, you need to have Bib Moose's because I don't even carry tire irons anymore. So oh, wow. we need to have it, and then they show up, and then we get to Baja, and then we figure out we have no tubes, and now I got to be really careful where we take them, and you know things uh-huh. like that are kind of a bummer. Guys, you know we're wiring grips on when the left hand has a throttle, and <laughs> you know how it is. There's some there's some stuff, but not too much clapped out clapped out stuff. Mostly it's the farkled out bikes that are, uh, you know, uh-huh. some of that stuff's gonna fall off when we're in Baja. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 funny with you know all of your experience and stuff how you can you, you can almost just walk up to a bike and say that and that are going to be problems. You, you do you have this strange talent? <laughs> yeah, Jen Jen says I can see a bike go by on the course and say he's got a loose kickstarter or shifter or sprocket, you know. And yeah, they, they, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I. I was I was that guy on a ride. I was the one that had the uh, had the the failures when we were down doing the the uh, roadbook reconnaissance. I was actually testing some stuff, like I always do. You know, anytime I'm on a motorcycle, I probably got some tests, something t- something durability testing or whatever. Especially when you go to Baja, it's a great place to do it. And uh, yeah, but I I pulled everything I needed to fix my problem out of. I had my tube. I had a tube with me, and I had you know it's a rear wheel issue, and I had all the stuff. Just you know, put a little delay in that thing. Hey, those Nora days are no joke, Tim. They're 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 good long days. Yeah, day one pretty short, day five pretty short, but boy, day two runs you uh, just from looking at the mileages. Yeah, runs some pretty cool stuff. It's, cool it's stuff really cool down stuff on the east side of Highway One, and then you cross over. It's really neat there. Yeah, but people are going to be proud when they finish this. I mean, it's it, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's like I've heard some people say, "Ah, oh, Nora, I don't do that because it's easy." Actually, I'm really disappointed that more rally guys that are you know want to get into rally or all those guys that send me the email that says, "Hey, Jimmy, I want to do Dakar." <laughs> Skip over that. They should have just gone to. They should. You should just go to do the Nora. It's it's going to be it's going to be easy. I mean, not easy easy, but it's it's not a Dakar. You're not you you know if you if you're smart. And you know a little bit about navigation. It's a great way to bone up on all the skills you need to make the next steps. So, and yeah, a lot of these guys that come riding with us and want to race the Baja 1000 solo, um, you know, we'll get them and say that that's probably not such a good idea. Why don't you come to Nora? And they have a total blast, man. It's 
it's really fun. The stage event thing is so much less stressful and everyone gets along, typically gets along really well. And, and it's, you know, yeah, it's and, and, and I, I would almost, I would almost bet that after you did a Nora, I mean, I could see like, if I didn't know, if I didn't know what I know, but I said, okay, I want to do the Baja 1000 solo, which I don't, and I never have. And I, I you know, I'm no San Felipe Bob. Um, oh, God. I, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> He's on here. <laughs> I'm no San Felipe Bob. Uh, but I, um, but if, if, if I went and I knowing what I know, if I went and did Nora, I, it would tell me that I don't want to do the ball 1000 solo. <laughs> unless, unless you have that stupid gene, like where you're one of those idiots that runs hundred mile races or something like that. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I did that. I ran a hundred miles. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, sadistic <laughs> Baja racing. So, uh, Dave Black says, I totally wanted to do Nora. I just don't have enough vacation from work and I want to do Sonora this year. Oh, should have done Nora first then Sonora second. That would be my, if somebody was getting into it, that's what I would tell them. Because yep, it, mm-hmm. it, it would be, it'd be the right process of stepping stones. But then again, nobody asked until right now. <laughs> so you, you should, you should ride Nora. This is a rally event. Actually, we should do it in a car. Oh, they got cars there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, vintage cars and regular cars. And actually, sign Logan up right now, him and his class. What the hell class does he have? He got a class nine car. Class nine car. Logan has a class nine car, and he still takes his, what, what's his other vehicle? <laughs> he drives his Tahoe. Chevy Tahoe. He has a class nine car, yet his Chevy Tahoe has broken engine mounts in it, and we can't figure out why. Oh. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know why. I'm sure that it has something to do with like practicing for the class nine car. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. He, Logan actually spoke over there, by the way, just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's the, the whole balance of that truck's yep. had the chip tooth a few times and <laughs> motor mounts were beat a little bit off. Uh, San Felipe Bob would love to do Nora and he would do it solo. Actually, Bob, it's not long enough. They need to, you need to do the Nora and then back. <laughs> <laughs> Call it Nora and back. Ride the road books. You just turn them upside down and they work perfect. Just <sighs> you start where the arrow is and you go to the end of the little black line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, okay. Um, hey, you know anything about a two-stroke YZ? I do. Okay. What, is, what you tell us about the two-stroke YZ? They're doing a ride day out at uh, Sandy Valley this weekend. By the way. Yamaha's. Yep. Oh, what uh, a demo um, day or whatever you call it out at Sandy. Is it? It's um. It's Jason Rains that program, right? I I actually don't have a clue. I, oh. I I don't actually even know if there's a shop behind it or what. I, I don't know. I would go ride those bikes. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you haven't, but yeah, exactly. Sandy Valley in Nevada, California. Anyhow, what do we got? YZ2 Smoker experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full line of Yamaha YZ2 stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine, featuring all-new engine, revised six-speed tranny, new brake suspension settings. Wait, if I I ride one, is it a step-up or a step-down machine? What is it? Well, yeah, that'd be a step-down, I guess. Or it's a squash. Jimmy squash the machine. <laughs> but I like riding that YZ125. You do. I, I, I don't blame you. I, actually, this, this, so you're reading this ad right now. You're reading yeah. this ad, 
and I'm literally, I, I don't know if I'm like kind of shaking or I'm pissed off at myself because I have the YZ125 in the shop right now. And the only thing that's really, the, the, the only way I can forgive myself is that the ground is just drier than shit. It's chalk. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. Yeah. Yeah. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergos, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. For the next gen of riders, the YZ65 and 85 and YZ85LW, large wheel, deliver big bike specs and smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone today. Yes, I, I would. I, I should ride enter the victory zone every time I ride it, but I don't ride it enough, so I'm retired anyhow. So uh, back to the, the 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 show, Tim. How have the tours been going since with the with all the COVID stuff? I forgot we were in business. <laughs> Did you have that the, too? Uh, the uh, you know we went from. I think it's been 26 years and 2000 when all this stuff went down, we were, we had on the books, it was going to be our, our best profitable, most profitable year since ever. And in a matter of a couple of weeks, it went to worse than our very first year. So (laughs) then we, uh, we really shoot. Jen works full time now has, a couple jobs. I, I work on, uh, some race car stuff for some guys. Um, the, uh, we still do some rides, but kind of tapered off for a few reasons, you know, partially because of that. And I just get, got getting involved in other things. Um, but when it was all happening, some other people were still doing tour rides and we just didn't feel it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, we didn't want to be responsible for any of our riders, well-being if that something was to happen to them in Baja and then, you know, we have to take them to a clinic or a hospital and we're the a-holes from north of the border coming down and tearing up Baja and putting their people at risk from whatever China virus we had. And right. so, you know, we just didn't want to go there and, and be part of that. So, so, so we, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't you, know you maybe you could say, uh, you know, we took the high road and didn't, and didn't work, yeah. uh, on Baja rides like that. We tried to book more racing stuff and then we, uh, we decided to go racing a lot more ourselves on credit cards. You know, Jen raced a lot more, uh, in 2000, we went to go do a bunch of Rick car races. We, yeah, you got, you got a, You've got a car in the, you've got a car in the racing program. I see that's, that's, uh, usually that means that you're trying to reduce a million dollars into into it's better it's better no. <laughs> people's money it's better oh uh, i i tried i tried racing a car i got sponsored and i raced it once <laughs> so jen's been racing a 1600 single seat car for a few years now and now we're racing a class 10 car also which is not ours thank goodness um <laughs> and so you know i get that that whole program is pretty good for us um and you know we can get logan and his dad to race nora in a car because uh, we can we can uh, supply them with a class 12 car and full support when they want to do nora sounds good there we go 
Well, maybe screw Logan, me and him. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, just Jimmy Logan. and Jimmy will do it. The Jimmy yeah, kinda, Jimmy show. Yeah, we're kind of we're we're on the more on the same page. Logan doesn't say much, so he yeah. wouldn't. You'd offer it to him, and he'd just walk away and wouldn't say anything, even though he wanted to do it. How's that invoice coming, bro? Invoice? Don't you have an invoice for me? I mean, there's like ten hours worth of work on it. Right. Okay. So you're just waiting. Well, by the way, you wait until you can bankrupt me before you submit that, and then just <laughs> JLR, just kind of like Tim's business went down. You're gonna hand me the invoice, and because I have no idea what your hour rate is. What is your hour rate these days? He doesn't even know. <laughs> hey, I still need way. that. I still need that door hung at that other place over there. That yeah. thing's still waiting. Anytime. Just put it on the invoice. Yeah, Tim. When are we going to Costa Rica? Oh, Costa Rica Unlimited. Uh, a proud sponsor of the uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday show. They, uh, they, they you, you won't believe this, but they have great U.S. guides who've been uh, hosting tour groups for over a decade. Uh, you should see the crew compound uh, with uh, four homes and an infinity, an infinity pool. I'm pulling Pretty off the, the hot takes, the hot yeah. take sheet I got there. Do you want to go? Hell yeah, I want to go. Oh, okay. I think we can put something together. Maybe I, I can coordinate you with Terry. And since Matt is you already on it, do you email him already? Matt, Matt, let the thing slide, but I can hook it up where you could probably book a tour down there. You could take your group of guys down there. And uh, Jimmy's going to do the same thing with a bunch of guys from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's going to be good. Like, I, I don't know if I'm ready to go to Costa Rica just yet. I have a friend that's in Nicaragua. By the way, Tech Talk Tacos Tuesday, according to my friend in Nicaragua, the number one motorcycle podcast currently huh. in Nicaragua right now at this okay. moment. Okay. The other moto podcast in this region. Right, yeah. The, this really? it, We're killing it there. Kind of like we were in India for a while. Huh. But we haven't been doing enough KTM 390 stuff to keep the Indians. Uh, we also never learned how to pronounce the names properly. That's kind of a damn. That was lo- that was on Logan. Yeah, <laughs> that would be on Logan. The mispronunciations of the names, right, Logan? A touch. A touch. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, I had the same thing happen with my schools. We went from we went from killing it to just you know it was fully shut down. You know, being up here in the states, we had a couple more rules to to play with, but. Um, it, it's coming back though. People kind of want to get out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, the one of the problem is uh, not only do people want to go and do stuff, uh, everybody wants to be a Baja tour guy too. So you know, for <laughs> thirty years, there was basically Haynes and us, and then there were a couple other guys that would come in and out. Guys would start up, guys would disappear. Uh, you know, then Chili started up. I'm not sure if he's doing it anymore. So there was kind of like five. Then UTVs came around. Now there's got to be 35. Uh, I saw, most of those are UTVs. I so saw. I saw crazy. when I when I was down there when I when we were when we were around the highway. I saw like semi trucks with 20 UTVs heading north. Oh. And yeah, and you know, shoot the uh, the the giant groups isn't that bitching. You know the the no. The, it tears up the terrain. And if that's your clothes hanging out on the line and three UTVs or four or five go by, you're like, okay, that's cool. But then there's 10 and then there's 15, 20, 25, 30. There's groups of 40, 50 in a single group, you know? So it's, it's kind of blowing our buzz on, on it all down there. Um, Yeah. Hey, we're going to Arizona now too, though. Right. (laughs) 
Yeah, the the I saw I know I know the trail you guys are doing the the, the um and and that I, I know this from doing a lot of my rebel rally stuff. You know, we're looking at always looking mm-hmm. at different areas and places to go with with uh you know exploring out there. But there's the 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 good thing is is that is that a lot of the people that are that don't really put the effort and the work into doing whether it's a tour or an event or stuff like this, they they just do the low hanging fruit and like like yourself, they're not concerned with safety. I see the same thing on the training, the motorcycle training side. It's that somebody will, they'll take anybody and they're not going to retire, require them to have knobby tires on their bikes or they're, they're going to say, Oh yeah, we can teach you on that bike. And it's like, well, I don't know. That's probably not going to be very safe. Uh, when you start looking at the bigger picture, you know, sustainability of your business and they don't care. They're just, they're just in it because it's fun or in and out and, or just make a quick buck. And it's like mm-hmm. guys like us, and you, you know, you know this. I mean, Tim and I have had a long history of doing what we do, and and we don't do it because we're getting rich. <laughs> we do it because we love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like I really really like riding dirt bikes, and I I enjoy teaching people to ride dirt bikes in a the right way. You know, so um, so they can so they can contribute to everybody riding dirt bikes. Sure. You know, safely, fun, have fun with it. So. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's time for our little commercial break, Tim. I'm going to have you hang on because we're going to we, right when we come back, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to the rooster endo segment, and uh, we will uh, do that. So, quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back. If you've ever seen any one of my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. 
Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some advantage. Frame and dirt bike. That's what I'm doing. Oh, we're stuff. back. We have to stop. We have to stop having the side discussions. Yeah, no more side yeah. discussions. Okay, I was just um, I was uh, commenting on some posts on Facebook. Oh, I, I saw. I I actually I was I had to uh, get my stuff in there. Uh-huh. I actually saw a, a guy that I'd ridden with a long time ago named Billy Ewell, who's a a six day old ISD six days rider. Uh-huh. Well, I saw a picture of him, oh. and uh, I hope. I hope uh, he's still alive, <laughs> yeah, but he was, he was, it looked like he was having dinner with these guys. He invented this really awesome thing. And you think about like a switchback on a trail. Yeah. He, he made this thing where you, where the switchback used to be. If the, if the trail was conducive to it, you would actually go and build a turn like an infinity sign. I don't, I think that's what he called it. The infinity turn. And, and you would ride past the switchback up past it and then turn down instead of having to pivot up and then you would you would you would turn oh, down and I get those. Yeah, get okay. to it, it so you so it yeah so you so you go and turn and get your speed up and it would and it would it would uh it would it led to trail sustainability and stuff he was building a lot of trails up in idaho on, on trail, or, uh, yeah trail advocacy and trail building and stuff like that but what, oh, what to a, keep you from starting at zero and yeah, spinning. yeah yeah you, you just ride past the turn and you go up and you do a turn and you turn and you, you go back up and so he, he it changes where you would actually make the trail go because you're not hiking now you're riding on it <laughs> and so you, you find different spots to make these turns. And so I actually started incorporating into some of the trails that I built. And of course, all the guys that knew what it was didn't freak out. The guys that don't know, they stop where they see the trail coming up and they, they stop and then they jack the whole thing up. But if you know, you ride right past it, you just drop in, do your turn and ride right up instead of doing a pick turn. So, uh, cool. Anyways, uh, hey, that question. is that thing. Yes, Tim. Tim Wharton from Baja Bound Moto. Com. Go there if you want hey, to go to Baja. Okay, yeah, that too. But on your commercial, <laughs> on the Scott commercial, it showed four pins for – is that four pins for tear-offs? Yeah. On those new Scott? Yeah. yeah, on the prospect goggles. Yeah, there's not just single ones because we haul ass these days, Tim. I know you're old and you don't – like, not like me. I, I go so fast. If I just have the two pins, my tear-offs – but I use those laminated packs that they have. When I'm when I'm getting roosted at the track because that's what happens to me now, and uh, yeah, I I actually believe it or not, I actually practice riding around pulling tear offs off, and 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 then I go around and pick them back up because I don't like polluting. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, four pins. Things are getting the the stuff these the the, the gear these days is getting so cool. It's getting that's good. Good, yeah, good, I, good. I like the new climb climb gear I, I got last week. Oh, you like your new climb gear? Oh, it's it looks so good. It feels so good. Yeah, man. I think. Do you need to turn your mic up, or you're, are we hearing you okay? Um, if I, if, well, if we, not? if we, if really yeah, yeah, maybe Logan adjusted something over there we don't know about. Oh, that helps. <laughs> oh, a switch. Yeah, there we go. There's our producer that doesn't know how to turn the switches on. I, I turned it off because I, I wanted to throw Logan in the fire and see how I would handle it. Okay, and then 
because I was talking to him, so I turned the mic off, and I never turned it on. So that's why my, uh, Logan was really quiet earlier too. And that that activated his cooties, and he had to leave. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, rough. Been there. Got to be. Got to be rough. So with all those young girls running around the houses over there, uh, you get cooties a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Logan. Okay, hey, we're gonna get to a couple. We're gonna get to a couple of questions. I want to get to that. Do we find out about the recluse guy? Uh, I, I did not right. hear back from him, but you we got do the have question? a question queued up. Uh, I'm guessing it's this guy right here, right? Ken. Ken Bannister, defeating the recluse clutch. So you can adjust the recluse slave cylinder and defeat the recluse clutch. To bump start your bike. Can you leave the recluse defeated and ride as though you had a normal clutch setup? And can you do this indefinitely? Okay, so he has basically. Can you turn it on and off? I think is what. Okay, he's let's let's. Okay, so I I've got the question. Let's go ahead and give the second part. Okay, I bought a five hundred exc that already had a recluse installed. I don't think I like it. It has put in some sketchy situations. When locking the back brakes, sliding into corners or steep downhills, rocky sections, and and expecting compression braking when I release the back brake, but there's nothing there. Okay, and not a good situation to throttle up, re-engage the compression braking. Okay, I don't need a recluse generally, and I and my riding instincts, style, do not align with it in my experience so far. But it's in there already, and there have been two occasions when I was not mad at having it. Long, loose, shit hill climbs loaded with camping gear. So um, this this is actually a, it's a really good question. I fished this one off of um, EXC and FE Performance Group, mm-hmm. and so uh, I saw this, and I kind of I saw a couple of the comments, and a couple of them were just take it out, dude, learn how to ride, and it, it was that. And, oh boy. and then there was a couple other people that kind of commented like, yes, you can. No, you can't. And and I know I know this because it's something I've tested. So he's asking because the, the slave the slave unit is adjustable. And so let's just say your battery goes dead and you want to bump start your bike and you have a recluse in it, which you can't do because it's always slipping. You can actually loosen up the, the slave unit adjust and it engages the clutch. And then the clutch kind of sort of acts like a manual clutch. In other words, you can bump start the bike now, which is a great thing if you have a bike without a Kickstarter these days. And he's asking, can I just back it out and unadjust it so that it works? And then your clutch will, at idle, and and when the clutch is disengaged, work like a normal clutch. And you can adjust, you can pull the clutch in and it'll work like a normal clutch, except if you pull the clutch in and you give it gas or you cause the RPMs to increase inside the motor, the clutch expands and it starts going again. So you're pulling the clutch in and then the bike goes. Oh. So it's just like it just like when you when you decrease the cl- clutch and it goes back in. Because what that so. that slave unit is doing is it's holding, if you adjust it properly, it's holding the, the clutch open to the point that the that the recluse piece will expand and cause it to engage. And what you do is you compress that, and then then it's engaged, and then you can activate the, the clutch, and it moves back and forth. And whether you're doing it with the slave unit on the KTM 500XC or you're doing it by messing with the cable adjustment on a cable bike, you are getting – you're changing what they call the, the, the free the, – the, oh, what do they call They have a term for it. Free, free play gain. Free play gain. This is what you're adjusting. So – 
on the on the on the hydraulic one specifically, if you pull the clutch in and then you gas it, it will engage the clutch and go. And then if you let go of the clutch, it will keep going. And if you pull it in again, it'll disengage it again. Okay. Kind of the same as it will like when you're just using it normally. If you pull in the clutch, it'll disengage it momentarily. It's it's the same thing because that that clutch is constantly expanding. And when it, if it expands out and then you pull it in again, it's going to expand a little bit, but it has a limit. And so they've compensated for this in the design so that if you if you're let's just say you're holding it wide open, the bike starts to loop out. If you pull the clutch in, it will disengage. Yeah. And it won't be able to expand anymore to kind of re-engage. So the answer is yes, you can do this, but you can use the clutch like normal from start and stop. But if you pull the clutch in and then give it gas again, the, the clutch will expand and it will do what it's not supposed to do. So you don't want to do this. So let's roll back that you I know you're a you're a you're a good rider and I know you don't need the clutch. Mm-hmm. Hey Tim, do you like recluse clutches? Okay, I'm kind of I'm a hater, <laughs> but I kind of like them. Okay. Cuz I had a hernia surgery a few years ago and we were going to go do a ride in Baja, a, a mostly single track ride, and I thought, man, I can't ride it. I need I need something a little more easy on me, so we put one in. The only reason we had one is because uh, we took a guy to Baja. We've, he's gone a couple times. He's ridden the whole length of Baja for fun with us, including a ton of single track and and you know some famous windowy type trails. And the guy has one arm, left arm only, and he <laughs> has only had the left uh, missing his right arm uh, for like six years. Not a lifer, and. So the first time he rode with us, he had two arms. Then he came riding again. He has one arm. And he said, set up my bike with a recluse, left-hand throttle, everything on the left. And we're doing it. Oh, wow. So he's badass. That's Um, awesome. So we had this recluse. So we put it in the bike in a 450X that I rode. And it was was pretty amazing. I I had no idea because we did some pretty – slippery rocky steep climbs and stuff and and hey i'm, you know, I'm glad i'm without, glad you're out i would typically have to take a couple little runs and get set up and instead it's just i couldn't believe zero wheel spin how awesome it was yeah i'm glad you're so, a hater by the way no it's funny because i i and i think i'm, an, I'm a pretty good rider and i have them in uh almost all of my bikes and it, it's like I can hop, I can go back and forth with them or throughout without them. And in reality, you don't really use it that much. But when you really need it, for the most part, it kind of helps you out. And what it does is it teaches you how to trust the torque of the motorcycle. Like ordinarily, most people are going to be slipping their clutch like crazy when they could just let the clutch out and just let the torque of the bike do the work. But they're slipping the clutch and then they're engaging it at a higher power, all this crazy stuff. So I, I get it that, that, that Ken, that you're you're probably not – uh, you don't need it. This is the thing. You don't need it. It's in there. Well, I would say give it a chance, but what your clutch is, is not set up properly. And this is the one thing that I harp on all the time with the recluse clutch is I think that recluse errors on the side of safety. They, they, their biggest thing is they don't want the bike to stall. They're kind of setting it up as an anti-stall device. So they're having it disengage at a very, we'll call it safe margin. Yeah, early. Early. It disengages early. And I typically run my recluse with softer springs, 
which means it opens and expands earlier, and heavier wedges, which means it bites and grabs. It bites harder when it does bite, and it releases quicker when it does release. So I'm actually changing the engagement point down a little bit so it drags all the time. So in fact, Would your stall if you just... It doesn't, I, I'm so critical about how I set it up with my idle speed and with my free play gain and with all these things that my Keep bikes, just, just my bikes do not edge. stall. But if I put it in gear, it drags it, 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 and it may actually creep. You might have to touch, you might have to touch your, your, your finger on your front brake just a little tiny bit keep from, to keep it from creeping on level ground. But on a slight incline, it's going to, it's going to sit there by sure. itself, just sit there and idling. And so it's this combination. So so the easy thing to do is without going inside, try bumping your idle speed up just a little bit. And that might get it to, to cause it to drag a little bit. But you can also call call Idaho Joe at Recluse and tell him, I know you don't want me to do this, but what the hell's the Jimmy Lewis setup? <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll and he'll know this. And and you might have to play, you're still gonna have to play around with the idle. And and the free play gain is mostly adjusted like they tell you to. But you can you can you can be like a what they call it a tick. You can be a tick or two off in one direction or the other, and get it just where it's perfect. And then you don't even know you have the damn recluse in there. And you can, for the most part, use the clutch like you ordinarily would. We we put clients on bikes that have recluses in them and don't tell them there's a recluse in there. You know and how many they, bikes I've just tried to go wash and stuff like that, and, and I don't forget. notice it till I I try to stall the bike just to shut it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it won't stall. It yeah. won't stall. No, we, we put clients on bikes sometimes. We don't tell them because they're, they're we, I ask them, I go, does anybody want a recluse? And I'm like, and I see, I see, you know, no hands go up. And I go, shoot, we've got two recluse bikes that we got to gotta put in the fleet. Okay, we just won't say anything. Mm-hmm. And we just don't say anything. And they don't even know. <laughs> so I, I've, I've, I've yet to have somebody that I, that I put on a recluse come and tell me, hey, does this bike have, or they don't even know. It, it, it's like, I have had one guy go, I think there's something wrong with the clutch because he goes, look, I can let the clutch out and the bike doesn't go anyplace. And I go, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to get into the discussion with what, what it was. <laughs> but he was he was good at keeping his fingers on the clutch, but he's like, hey, I let the clutch out and it didn't stall. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's, I think Ben, I think it's a little bit of a, a Ken, I think it's a little bit of a setup thing. And then, and then, but I wouldn't do what you're kind of suggesting doing. If you really want it out, take it out. And I think there's a couple of people on that question that said, Hey, I'll trade you straight away. You could probably trade it and get a solid 300 bucks if you want to just go stock for stock back and forth, but give that thing a shot. Give it a try. I, you know, recluse doesn't even sponsor the show anymore. And I just said all that. So you can see how that if you're a sponsor of this show, you're going to get special treatment. Even if you drop us as a sponsor, you mm-hmm. will get special treatment. With that, I need to talk about a Yamaha four-stroke, don't I? Send it. Hey, real turn. quick. Oh, talk yeah. about Yamahas. Right. Have you ridden the new YZ125s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, have, I have one and a half YZ125s, and the running one is an 06, and the not running one is an 05. Yeah, How they're all junk. They're, they're all junk. Ones? They're all junk. You should just bring it over to my house and I'll I'll dispose of it for you. I have an 05 too. I have a I have a 2022 and an 05. Giant difference or not? Uh it, not giant, but 
everything, you, you know, this is the problem when manufacturers make new bikes and they make like a big step like this. It's all the stuff that you want to do to your old one, but it's, you can't, it's going to cost way too much money or it's just going to be hard to do. And that's where the new one is. It's, it's, it's a it's a definitely marked improvement and it's probably a little bit more you know kind of on the race side of things you know they they've they've made it a little bit better for the kids that want to be kind of racing and stepping up with these things but it's a really good bike but yeah i'll t- i'll take your i'll t- yeah i think you should, we should go out and race 125s again tim no wait i don't race anymore oh, I gotta... <laughs> i'd race again to do that yeah don't don't hey, uh, we can make some great content yeah out of that yeah don't 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 buy one. Don't ride one if you don't want to buy one. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> Damn it. hey, if you're thinking about a Yamaha four-stroke bike, uh, the line of four-strokes will take you to Victory Zone. That's what it says right here. YamahaMotorsports.com and explore what's new and improved for 2022. I think they're working because I watched this guy. His name's Eli Tomac. Oh. And he seems to be winning on those things. Former guest of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Yeah, he's been on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday before. I'm, I'm going to credit our show. For, for his resurgence this year. Obviously. You know, that was one of the first times that I think I, I well, I noticed it that day. He was, because you know, he, he, we actually kind of joked that yeah. we knew he'd signed and mm-hmm. he was just in a better mood. He seemed happy. Yeah. Like, he, he, he was, was like the like, first time I ever seen him happy. Was, yeah. Like yeah. He, he was at a media event and he just was like smiling and hanging out with yeah. people. Like that's because he gets to ride the brand new YZ450F with. Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics on That was a good time. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> so anyways, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Hey, the best thing about those four-strokes, by the way, is the power tuner. I uh, just say. Oh, 100%. And if you need a good uh, map for it, you can email Jimmy at DirtBikeTest.com, and I have, have a better map than any of the other donkeys on the internet. So. I think my buddy Kevin's still waiting for, for his map. I right. I forgot but to bring ne- it up. He never emailed me. <laughs> So uh okay hey you know who's you know who's in the chat room right now Tim you might re- recognize his name Roger Hurd and he says oh, he wants to race he, would he race wants 125s with you and me Yeah and he wants to race like in the old days I think I should do it Yeah he's he's so he's Okay so he yeah. remember that you remember that remember that year we got beaten Baja now I always sit here and just cuz Roger comes in every once in a while in the chat I just beat him up cuz I'm like oh Roger I beat you all the time he was on the team that beat us that year in Baja it, they, they, yeah, him, I think it was John Brash and one of the, probably one of the K-Wells, K-Well brothers. I don't remember. He'll, he'll ch- chime in and do it, but yeah, they, they kicked their asses. That's uh that's good, but good to see uh, Roger in there. He, I guess he raced with you too. Didn't, didn't you race with Roger? Yeah. Roger, myself, Jeff Martinez raced 125 a few times. Uh, Roger and myself raced uh, KX250 and Baja together. Um. I don't think we ever raced KX500s. I think just KX125s and 250s. Speaking yeah. of Roger, and now we're talking about this again, you got to look at my Facebook little movie I made today. KX500. You make movies on Facebooks? A little video thing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm terrible at that social media stuff. Yeah, me too. I, 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 all I have, all I know is that I have a really active, what is it, grinder account, Matt? Very active. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it professionally managed. It's yeah. Like, don't, don't ask me about, about who manages it. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> so, I'm going to do the only, only grinders account real it, soon where that way people pay me. Right. It's the only service. I will never ask for the tip. <laughs> oh. 
Good yeah. one, Matt. We thought Logan was here still. <laughs> Logan Good rubbed one. off on you with that one. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, so I answered that question. What does Eric Herm Hermstad? Hermstad. Hermstad say. What is a good lightweight jacket that'll fit in my giant loop Mojave saddlebag? This is a two part question. I um, in the so half. lightweight jacket. Uh, the 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 revolt. The yeah, the revolt is that that's that pullover that I wear all the time, right? Yeah. Same so so the revolt's a little bit bulky. It's, it's 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 you can pack down pretty good, but it as far as like if you're really dealing with cold, that it's, is the go to. But they also make a a, a pack jacket. Type of a thing, and I, I'm trying to think of the name for that thing, but it's it's thinner. I, it's not I think that, no, I think it's it's, the but Revolt's the thin one. The Revolt. Uh, the, it's a, basically a what's windbreaker. The pull, what's the pullover that I wear? I did test on them. I I can't yeah. remember names, so no. it's so hard. It's the orange one. The, that's the orange. only thing I know. <laughs> no, no, that's the, what the, Heather Revol- says when I, I say what kind of bike you want to ride. She goes the orange, the orange one. one. The, the three hundred. <laughs> yeah, they're all three hundred. The, the orange one. Yeah, they're all three hundred. So they're all orange. Uh, the the yeah. So there, but there's a, there's a there's a a smaller one. Hey, we just okay. What you need to do is just go to climb, and the one that I'm talking about, the one that's heavier is a snow item. It's not in the motorcycle yeah. stuff. But then they have they have like a Gore-Tex shell. It's the powder something is one you're talking about. It's power cross. Power cross. Power X cross. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The so re- in the revolts yeah. the really thin one. Really thin it one. Packs down into nothing. Doesn't that, have much to it. Those are in my in my uh generally almost always in my very, backpack. Very pre-warm for how lightweight yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. Pre pretty pre-warm. Yeah, yeah, like the other one I'll run through bushes and like run the elbows into the into the ground and all that stuff and it's good. Where, yeah. where that where the revolt you could tear it if you it if you, tears. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's, it's a lighter one. It's tough for what it is. It's, okay. It's good. All right. Second half of this. I also keep hearing hearing about these counter shocks. Any thoughts? Counter shocks. I just Googled it. What is it? Oh, is is it is it is that it's the thing? thing that bolts on the forks? And I don't know what the hell it is. It's a it's a oscillating. Um, it's a it's a it's it, it's exactly what it is. So it's I used to run these when I raced Supermoto. Um, it's a it's a it's a tube that has a weight in it that's sprung on both sides. It's a vibration uh, isolator. Oh oh, it's that's, that's what my Dushabo has for. Shock absorbers, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a counter. It's like a counterweighting right. thing. Um, uh, you know what? They work, okay, in certain parameters. And when they go out of their working parameter, they amplify the problem. They start going the other this way. Is, this is why. This is why they can work for some things and not for others. And this is why you're not seeing them in other places. Yes, Bob has raised his hand. Run in one frequency range, and you have to make sure you know what your frequency range right. is that you have the trouble with to get it to down. Bob started talking about frequency ranges and other stuff that I just explained by saying it works when it works and it doesn't when it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep it simple for the people here. These people aren't trying to, like, launch a reusable rocket into space and come back alive <laughs> with M&Ms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that what is that what you gave, try to give me an M and M? I found one. Remember? So what's that? <laughs> yeah, talk about it later. <laughs> so uh, okay, Revolt is a pullover that they took the pocket out of. It so, doesn't have a pocket anymore, but but what's oh, the what's know. the Gore-Tex? So the Revolt pullover is it's a not Gore Tex. It's not the Gore Tex one. Yeah, you also get. The I other, got a bone up on the the. You know, I just don't have time the, to do my research uh, the, the on the next thing. Size but up Matt, in the but Matt over here is 
Are you on my grinder account? Or the what? next size no, up I'm is I'm getting the, stuff ready for Rooster Endo. The, the inversion <laughs> is is Gore-Tec, got pockets, got some vents. Tough. Inversion's the in, inner, layer, inner layer, though. That's oh, the base shit. layer. Yeah. God damn it. It's names. Know. Yeah, too much of the names. George, figure it I out. Got, I got a few different ones. I remember. I like the Revolt, though. Almost always go to Yeah, the there's Revolt. a Gore-Tex. Just a pullover. It's like the Gore-Tex pullover. If you're okay. on a dirt bike, you can almost always get away with the Revolt. I mean, like, I don't know about a dual sport where you're, like, on the street and just taking wind. The, but yeah, if you're the, riding somewhat physical, like, that Revolt goes a long ways. Yeah. I agree. I Whatever the Gore-Tex one is, that's the that's the go-to for when it gets yeah. cold. And Bob's raving his, his hand up here again. Well, the other Jimmy is a famous golfer, and I'm wondering why he just doesn't use golfing windbreakers. Because we're sponsored by, yeah, a, we're sponsored by yeah. a Climb. They, they are company. nice, though. Climb. And they cost more than Climb, though. <laughs> yeah. They, they cost more than Climb, though. We're trying to figure out the... Uh, Seth Watersfall says, excuse me. I was able to see what he said, but we're trying to get uh, things up here. There, oh, cancel, cancel. The, how do the fuel ignition changes work when the Yamaha with the Yamaha maps? When you add, subtract fuel, what effects does it have? When you advance the ignition timing, what effect does that have? That's a great question, Seth. How does the moon come up? It no. just does. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a really good question. So I actually, on dirtbiketest.com, I wrote an article about how these fuel injections, stowaway, the stowaway jacket. Mark Daniels, you win. I want to give you something. Give Mark, him your stowaway. Go, go up there and grab that stuff by that raid can up there, Jimmy, and and... I'm pretty sure there's a climb item, and I'm going to somehow get it to you, to um, get it to him. Not the raid can, just the yeah, the kit that's up there. No, no, yeah. yeah. There's some stuff. Mark, you win in a prize package. So somehow get in there's touch with kit. Matt, and we'll make it uh, at least. Is there a shirt? What's the kind of shirt is it? We got the climb hat. Climb hat. Climb hat and. Yeah. An eagle. You can good. have that. That's a good one. So okay, we're gonna send you some climb stuff, uh, yeah. Mark. But Mark, reach out to me at Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad dot com. Yeah. So that's a, a good hoodie. Are you XL? Can you wear XL? Yeah, that's A stars. But let hey. us know. Hey, it's, it was there. It's going. It's going away. I'd send some climb stuff if I had it, but I don't. I I wore it all myself. Send him a George sticker. What this one here? Yeah, boom. This he this George a... sticker. <laughs> we'll put that in the prize pack Graphics as well. Kit. Uh, George is going to pay for the shipping. Uh, that's how it works. Uh, back to the question. So the way you have to think about it is fuel is traction and ignition is throttle response. This is the easy way. I'm just breaking it down in the simple thing. Go read the damn article that I spent. I, I basically puked out some brain cells into the internets and it's there for you to learn from, but fuel is traction. Ignition is throttle response. The more fuel you add, the more traction feeling you get, the less fuel you, the more fuel you take away, the leaner you get, the less traction you feel. It feels like the bike spins a little easier. Now, now, that's in relation to what you're doing with the throttle, but don't think about the fuel in relation to the, quote, throttle response. If you want to spice the throttle response up, typically you add ignition, so advance the ignition. If you retard the ignition, and by retard I mean um, disadvantaged learning, um, <laughs> you take away some of the throttle response. So... It's, it's that simple, but this, this only works within a range 
that generally the manufacturer allows you to work within, but sometimes you can make it too rich or too lean and you're going to get kind of the opposite or a bad effect, or you can too much ignition or too little ignition and it can, can not work like I'm speaking. But if you're within a range, like if you're stock and you're going a few here or a few there, but if you really want to see how it works, make a big change and just try it. Just quickly try it like that. And and the good thing about the Yamaha power tuner, it's so easy. It's so easy to make your adjustments. And I've seen, I've told people to actually mark their throttle, like, you know, the, the throttle position, 25, 50, you know, so they actually can maybe look at it to see where the throttle position is. And you can even on that power tune app, you can adjust where you're making the adjustments. So you can, if you're really picky about the bottom end, you can make it at, you know, five, 10, 20 and 25%, or you can shift it up to be, you know, mm-hmm. like 50 and 75%. So it, it, it the, the app is amazing. It's cool. And, uh, and it's very similar to the get app that you can use on the get power tuners, but, um, Mark, you're getting an XL. Uh, big tickets is a winner. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that answers your question uh, about the the fuel tuning. But that's I think it was Seth. That's a that's a really good question. That's those are the kind of questions that we you know that we actually try to aim here. And except for when I talk about myself all the time. So Tim, do you have any other good stories of me winning races or anything like that? <laughs> me winning races? No, me. Oh, okay. I, I don't you like to talk. Guy if you're talking about winning races over here. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you you have to say you you need to take some credit for me winning the um, the Baja 1000 in 1998. XR 600. XR 600. Because if I hadn't if I hadn't gone racing in Baja with you, I probably wouldn't have gone racing in Baja at all. So there. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> That was you and Johnny. Uh, I think you guys did it like half and half or something. Like men? Yeah, we did it. We did it like men. Yeah. Yeah, it was done done, uh, done properly. I think, I think uh, you know, a proper peninsula run takes two men. Uh, San Felipe Bob would uh, dis- disagree with that. <laughs> what, has, and, what has San Felipe Bob ever done? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, he'll. Uh, I think he'll post something up in the chat. Probably. Yeah, he will. Well, I he think. said one time in Baja. One time in Baja. It's like that one time <laughs> in Bandcamp. Um, let's see. Christmas says I have to search for that article. I put a few Yamaha apps, pre-made apps, on the bike, and was wondering what all those numbers meant. Oh, he won't have to oh, search no. for long. I'll pull it up and put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, Matt's gonna do your do you a favor there, but uh, it's. You, you, I, there's some people who just want plug and play. I get this, but if they give you the tools to make your bike so much better for you, why not use it? And in fact, even when a lot of back when we were testing, when Yamaha first came out with the handheld tuner and stuff like that, it took that bike and made it the best bike for me every time because I already kind of liked how the chassis and stuff worked, but because I could make the motor do stuff, it changed the way the whole chassis and suspension, everything worked when you get your motor working right. It's amazing how they're all tied together these days and uh, made it, 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 it's game changing. Really good, really good thing on those things. And I'm not just saying that because Yamaha supports this show. I'm saying it because it's true. It's a cool app. Yeah, it's a cool app. Uh, Okay. Bob only did 1600 hours in Baja and it took him 59 hours. (laughs) <laughs> 1600 miles in 59 hours that was it he should have took 10 more hours and that would have been really nice to make it 69 hours yeah yeah oh wow yeah <laughs> okay maybe maybe he needs a grinder account maybe <laughs> all right i think it's time for rooster endo 
Okay, let's get into the segment we like to call Roost or Endo. Oh, we have the board. It's already up. Yeah. So, Tim, um, you may wonder what Roost or Endo is, uh, but it's basically where uh, our viewers, in search of a $100 Taco Moto gift certificate, send us in uh, a picture of their bike. They're supposed to give us the uh, make and model, which is important because sometimes I can't tell what it is because they've modified them so far. They uh, send in a picture of their bike. And if it's a Husaberg 570, I push the bell and it wins. Um, but if not, uh, then we talk about it. Oh, boy. Uh, can you read me the name? Yeah, Victor Andre. Okay. So, Tim, just look in the Zoom chat and I'll Victor. send it to you. Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. yeah, this guy. We know this guy. 1998 XR400R. Rare just like real men. <laughs> that like to... <laughs> That like to ride these bad beasts. It will turn your right gastronemic muscle into a piece of granite. Oil change every two decades and whatever is available. Blinker fluid by Tijuana Lubricants. Piston return spring made in America. Acme. <laughs> made in America by Acme. Rear Maxis IT Desert. Found at Glen Helen parking lot. Ah, good place to get tires. <laughs> oh, you've done that before. Oh, no, not me, but oh, I, really? I've made the kid do that. Oh. <laughs> the time. He used to run around there and get all the tires for 65s. <laughs> Front tire Dunlop Sports K490 with a Cherubis 2.5 tank and handguards. Chinese cheap-ass phone holder. No, that, that tank's a 4.5. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I think Is that a typo? It must be. Unless yeah, you're that's... talking about the one on the forks. <laughs> no, it's got the stock headlight. I can see. Hey, I, I am I am a connoisseur of the XR400, so keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, where was it? Oh, 2.5. Chinese cheap phone holder, a Cherubis mirror, two-stage reeds. <laughs> These bikes are not made anymore, just like women that cook and clean. <laughs> It has to be chained up every night. Helmet required. You will end up like Superman. <laughs> oh, that's not. I like the last line. Oh, uh, hey, uh, Tim. Superman's not do, doing so good. So, so you you had XR four hundreds in your fleet for a long time, yeah? Yeah, we did. Um, I I had. I think I I was the owner of at least six XR four hundreds, and the last four of them that I sold. And I'm not kidding you. I sold them to to people I knew, and these people are not allowed to sell them without selling the bike back to me. Without offering it, yeah. They, they, so the deal is they have to. They have to. I get. I'm first rider refusal on the reownership, oh, and, and they they can sell it back to me for I don't know. It was two hundred or five hundred dollars less than than you know. So they're basically renting it for. Well, now it's been like six or seven years. Yeah. One of them was electric start. I ruined that one. That was, that was, I thought that was going to be the best mod ever. And because I had to put this ATV ignition in it, into it to make it all work. And uh, it wrecked the, the awesome power delivery of the XR400. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that. Uh, but man, that was some, that was some poetry that Victor wrote about. Was, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I'm going to, that, that's a, uh, I, you know, right there, and yeah, save it in the talk of source. I, I, there's no doubt, 100 that this bike roosts. This is a, this is a. Roost. Oh yeah, she's a rooster. Yeah, apparently XR. there's a sweeter one in your, uh, in your email, Jimmy, according to Jennifer. Oh, 
Somebody sent a better one to my email. <laughs> uh, I think because, hey, did Jen finish top five in the Nora Mexico 1000 on an XR400? Yes, fifth, fifth overall. And if they had actually done penalties correctly, it was probably higher than fifth. Oh, penalties, huh? You're relying on the penalties to improve the performance. That's well, good. That's it would have been nice. I mean, that's how Max Verstappen so, won the hey, F1 so championship. Who was that? Victor, who sent that last one? <laughs> uh, th- yeah, this is Victor sent this in. So, did, yeah, we, tell, did we tell you Endo or Rude? Oh, yeah, you, you or what? Yeah, or so if it, it, no, no, right now you, we, we can decide. Well, I, people say that I'm I'm kind of like uh, what is it what is it when you just overrule everybody the supreme leader uh, dictator tyrant whatever you want yeah something like that but you hey what do you think do you think this roost or endos oh it's an XR400 at roost okay yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's his, we're in agreement poetry, here it's even better yeah yeah that's, yeah that's a definite roost put it put it close to the Husaberg. put it not not on the Husaberg. yeah there we go I'm happy with that that's spot that. Victor, good job. <laughs> this, I like women that wash dishes and clean the whatever right. the floors. This one here, I can't tell you much about what it is. The pictures, it doesn't say. And honestly, the picture's so What's green. What's the guy's name? Oh, Rich Slather. Rich Slather. Rich. Oh, let me try. To oh, this one that has too. a. Uh, this one has a video. Rich, this one has a video. Oh, Rich oh. Slather. Uh, yeah, Rich Slather. So let me let me play the video. For okay, this we're gonna one play a quick. video. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you're gonna see this video. So. Uh, Sorry. I like I'm so good at I'll talk over it for our podcast yeah. viewers. There so. we go. Oh. The good Oh, hold on. Well, yeah. well, turn that down. That okay. is very uh, loud. Yeah. yeah, turn that down. We're gonna adjust the sound on this so my second. ears don't maybe, blow maybe, up. Maybe play a dip. Let's go to a different oh, go one. Go to a different one. That. Okay. Let's, let's fix that. Oh. Hold on. Professional show. Jesus. Okay. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be Ooh. fine. <laughs> That's what they said about my eardrums right before that last little clip. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's it's fine. Workers comp, right? Oh boy. Yeah, you know, can you tell what that is from that? Um, right, Tim, there we go. It's, Send it it's to you. A, you know, there's certain things that you can't stop staring at. Uh-huh. Like if there's <laughs> two things that are in front of you. Yeah, there are two. Uh, two big things that are like right in front of around. you. And yeah, okay, so. Jimmy Lopez's bike here. We got a XR650R. Are you going to try to... Uh, are you, while we're doing this, are you going to try to put the other f- bike up on the screen too? Oh. Or is this too many things at once? No, give me a second. No, it's not too many things at once. Okay. Jimmy Lopez. Jimmy, Jimmy Lopez. Lopez, right? Yeah. It's got this. This one has two big things staring at you. Oh, yeah. yeah there yeah, it is yeah, right yeah. there. I understand. Yeah. We got precision concept suspension with CR shock body. Hey, I can see this photo and I you, you didn't even say what this bike is yet, mm. but I can already tell just by the shape. Because yeah. some people are able to look past the obvious and see what it is. That is an Honda XR650. Yes, sir. Yeah. The R model. The R. Did you say that already? or I, didn't. I, I did say it. Oh, I just yeah, ignored yeah. you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah, XR650R. I see, the, I see the two big things out in front. Those are headlights. Yeah, yeah. You thought we were talking about He's something You got else. a CR shock body on it, precision concepts, built the suspension, IMS tank, mooses, Braking 270 front rotor, Scott's dampener, Renthal bars, vented side panel, jetted, HRC cam, mm-hmm. KMY head porting, Pro Circuit Team Honda exhaust, Baja Designs dual output stator, Baja Designs dual sport LED kit, 
California plated frame mounted CB Oscar headlights. Siabi? How do you say that? CB. 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 Yeah. RMS mount for tablet or USB charger. Double take mirrors, not on. He's got an Acherby's floppy mirror on it. Mm-hmm. The little one. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Hey, I will tell you. I'll tell you what. This guy has some inside info. Or he's he's got some good. Th- that motor build sounds pretty. He's specific. got some good good in, intel on th- th- like th- run th- run yeah. that HRC cam and and some of the other things with it. Mm-hmm. I, I like that he has the Kirk Kelly sticker on the front. I the too. KC sixty six. By the way, if you don't know what uh, the Kirk Kelly Foundation is, they definitely help out racers and they're really into safety. So if you're check just listening, to this, go check that out sometime. I really believe in all the stuff that that. Group group is doing uh but back to this bike uh the the running the cb headlights that was that's that's an old bruce ogilvy um you know those lights had a shape and a pattern this is before there was a baja designs mm-hmm. these were the the kit the kit yeah this is the ones to you run a low low tide I'm all right low there. tide situation over there um so that's a really good bike. I want to know why the seat's on the floor and why this, why we oh, got this I angle. I, I wonder if he's not proud of it. From he's, this. Proud, he's proud of the headlights. He's, he's proud of the headlights. You know how sometimes, you know, people have good angles. But you can take crank a, a handlebar and still see a bike and see yeah. the headlights. Yeah. They, you know, they, handlebars they, is not fixed. It's, just, it's like, it's like, you know, you just got a, you just got a boob job and you don't care about anything else. Yeah. And, and that's all you're showing when I, I, you know, I want to look at the whole package because <laughs> this thing may not know how to, Clean the dishes and wash the floors. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean. And all of a clean. sudden, you just, you're just looking at a set of headlights. All right. So I'm having a hard time. Tim, what what do you think about the XR650 here? Oh, here, that's he, him. He because Tim has had many XR650s. The one X replica sits in my house. Oh, that's a different bike. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tim, so, your your turn. Yeah. Well. You had me at XR, and it has a carburetor, and it has <laughs> a lot of the good stuff. So you know I'm in love with that bike. There, do you still? Hey, do you care. still ride? Do you still ride an XR650? It's my fucking favorite. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I love them. Hey, do you wouldn't happen to have like a, a ring gear for the electric start thing for the Baja Designs kit? Would you? No, uh, I'd have to look. Kit, uh, Kip gave me a box of parts, and there's there might be something in there. It's too heavy he- to look through. Okay, well, Heather, my wife, Heather, she literally will not let me sell my XR650, and the only reason it doesn't get used is because she that likes- ring gear is worn out, and I and I don't want to kickstart anything. No. And but I start it up. I go out and kick that sucker once a month, so I never have to clean the carburetor. And it's one of the few bikes that I'm still pretty religious about doing this. But if I can get that ring gear, I'll I'll do it. But otherwise, I'll trade you for those YZ125s. And this thing, I just rebuilt the motor less than like 500 miles ago. So you know it's good for another 60,000. Well, it's, I it, would it's, trade Jimmy Lopez YZ125s for that or his other one. I'm not sure if <laughs> I'd trade you. Does he have mine? Mine's like I don't race anymore, Tim. It has no race miles on it. It's only gone through the Altar Desert like seven times, and the time that it sucked either. You know how many bloody miles mine have on them? The the time it sucked all the dirt out of it. All I did was just pressure wash the inside 
of the of the air box and I made sure most of the sand washed out before it went in the air boot and then it was good. I just put it back together and kept riding it. It's this bike is cherry. I, it's Heather's favorite bike, and we would go adventure bike riding on it right now, and I trust it 100%. Yeah, this bike roost. This is definitely a rooster. Yeah, it is. Uh, definitely, plus a wheelie. Yeah, and a wheelie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his name's Jimmy, so he could probably be a co-host of the show. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. good. We can be Jimmy Cubed. See, we're sponsored by Yamaha, and all we're doing is roosting on on uh, uh, yeah. roosting on the Hondas. Okay, you, so you're you're agreement. Wanna... That's a roost, right, Tim? We don't even have to ask, right? Absolutely. Okay. This this okay. Chris Smith is this Chris Smith is this I think we Chris should Smith? try the video submission again oh really we're quick. gonna try okay just take your headset off because I don't think our, it's too loud I think the monitoring well, volume is really yeah, loud. yeah our producer is warning or is warning us about this but we'll go ahead and go here we go okay we're gonna try this is uh, Rich again is he gonna launch oh no he just he really whooped out his bottom Oh, he's going to do the hoops he used to go up the hill. Rich needs to come to my riding school. Really yes, he does. Oh, he needs to come to school. Get Rich. Yeah. Get him. Rich. Dude, you can tell he's not wide open because the elbow is not in the front. Pass the road. Is there a loop out in this video? He's got two cameramen. See He's got guy? two. Got two cameramen. I want to be yeah. this guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I never had a guy. Oh, yeah. Cameraman headphones can come back on. Hope. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're wearing headphones at home. So he's got. No, le- it was good for them. It was the monitoring volume. It was, was good. Loud. It was good. It, it was as good for them as it so was the for us. So volume was fine for us. It okay. Was let's let's hear about fine. let's hear about Rich's here's what, bike. Here's what Rich got done to her. It's all done now. Electron carb recluse clutch. Fat hey, head, I, top cylinder head. I should I should have told you it sounded like electron car because it actually. Do you notice how it sounded kind of smooth? Yeah. It never yeah. like it, mm-hmm. the, the 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 acceleration never surged out. Yep. Yep. That's a, eighteen inch rear wheel. Must be a motocross model, huh? Uh, Three point gallon gas tank, ten ounce flywheel. Oh, I'm thinking he converted a motocross bike, right? Well, hold on, wait. We don't even know what bike this is. He we did, don't. He didn't tell oh, us what bike this is. I, that, that's on me. Uh, oh, man. I forgot the year, but it's a I'm CR big- 250. Right. Okay. It's a CR 250. Uh, Sean yeah. Elliott is in the chat. He can remind me. I'm so sorry. I This is on me, actually, not on the, on the viewer. How, how does, how's Sean going uh, to so you? This is Sean's friend. This oh, bike's done the Rich. Desert 100. I know the guy that won the Desert 100. He teaches my yeah. off-road curriculum. Yeah. 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 Paul Neff. Yeah. He was hauling. I told him just go out there and have fun. And he went out and had fun smoking everybody on a rally bike. On a rally bike, dude. Well, hey, he was smoking me on the when he was on the rally bike (laughs) and the uh, the slow bike drills here in the school. Let's see. so, so we, okay, so we got a Shinko Fatty front tire, Moto Z Tractionator rear tire. There's another one of those things. Yeah. A DEP pipe with E-line carbon guard. I've never heard of a DEP pipe. What's that? Uh, there, it's, it's a, okay. it's a, I think they're British. Oh, okay, uh, cool. But, yeah. A Cherubis hand guards, Michael handlebar, Micah handlebars, engine suspension, Lincoln, all gone through. New style front fender and plate, graphics, seat covers. Going to take it out for a ride. Uh, uh Right on, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, he's got it set up. Is, 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 I, the, is, the, is the red plate with the number one on it a bold move or what? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> it's a bold move, man. It's a, 
Hey, oh, you're, yeah, bold yeah, move, Cotton. Bold move. But you know what? He might have grown up. His first bike might have been one of those Yamahas that came stock with those, and he's just become accustomed to it. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna give him yeah. I'm just gonna give him the benefit of the doubt there, because like you used to buy Yamahas back in the day, and they came with the number one, and it wasn't it was like an evil Knievel number one. Uh-huh. So you know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's you, oh, you I may. I know exactly what wait, you're talking was, about. Was, did, was with, Ricky with that hill climb? With that hill climb, conquering move right there. It with is definitely a patented ride, riding style hey, that I, I is hey, I, played older on the... on me for con- saying that it didn't work out, it, but it it worked out. He's got the number one plate. You don't. You, you know the the only other the only other issue I have with it is the way he has that one angled on the side plate. It's kind of angled. It's a little. It's it's, it's angled. <laughs> Bro, you got to tilt it more so when you go to that it's 12 o'clock it. position when you're doing the willy boy stuff. Power up. Looks yeah, then, then it stands it straight up. So yeah. uh I I don't know, I'm going to let I'm going to let the 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 panel kind of help Matt. Do you want to where do you go on on this one? I I honestly there's oh. I if if he if Rich has tuned his electron carb, his fat head cylinder head and his deep depth pipe if he's got it tuned all together, mm-hmm. which I think would be pretty miraculous, or mm-hmm. it just shows that the that the that the electron carb is amazing at working in a wide range of situations, which I think they actually are. They I do. was going to say it sure kind of looked like it. I mean, it yeah, it yeah, pretty like good he hill. Was, he wasn't just it was on, a big sand hill, and, and he it wasn't was just on the pipe the whole time. For, and it's yeah. a motocross, <laughs> it's a CR, so it was his approach could be a little bit to left to be desired. It's uh, like how I but, used to hit hills. Hey, but the thing is, is that bike's so good, it pulled him up. Got to the top of the hill, didn't he? All right. Uh, so I'm, I think that was his goal, and he was, did it. Was this the year that uh, Carmichael won Supercross <laughs> on what, Honda, what or was year? he still on Cowie at this point? What year was it? Oh, one. Oh, one? Yeah. was Because was, I'm trying to think of where the number one on that bike would come from. Uh, I don't know. And a red plate, I don't, not, not for motocross. I don't get, or, Tim, it's a Honda. That 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 did fifty percent there, but two stroke. That's the no go for you. No, you're no, a, I, I'm into it. Oh, you're into it. I, I didn't get to see the video. Oh I'm yeah, it's, not. I'm not so sure about this electron carb thing. I'm kind of an. I'm an XR guy, right? I love my XR six fifties. Uh huh. All these whistle dicks change the carburetors <laughs> on them for some dumb reason. So, um, I'm, I yeah, I, I'm, 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 to- I'm, I'm totally in agree. I, I don't believe that I've ever ridden a, a XR650, and I've ridden a lot of different carbs on them. Never as good as stock. And uh, when I used to race with Johnny and rode Johnny's race bikes that had XR650s, uh, stock carbs. There you way. go. Just, and that's remember that's a factory effort, unlimited budget, do whatever you want. It wasn't because they Stock told us carbs, to. Regular forks. Regular fork. Yeah, conventional fork. Yeah, don't put. Hey, I have a set. I have a set leaning on the wall. I have a set of upside down forks with pro circuit clamps that are all set up for an XR650. You know where they're sitting? Uh, not on the bike. On, right? on, not on the bike. On the wall. Oh, let's get back Tell to them, this let bike. Else ruin their bike. Okay, so okay, Tim, we're, we're going to go really quick. I'm going to call your name. You say Rue Storendo. Tim Rue Storendo. Okay, I'll give it a roost. Cause okay, it, cause Jimmy? Uh, I'm I, I'm going to go right in the middle of the road. I, I, no, no, there's no waffling here. Oh, Endo right then. Okay. It's, Matt, it's a roost, but it's just above the neutral territory. Just, I'm going Endo. I, we just, we tied, so it's sitting right in the middle, and then we're not going to, we're not going to disclose where it actually sit. Yeah. It's like, there's yeah. no waffling around here, but we just did it officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go, we'll get some. Uh, hey, it made the waffle. hill climb. 
And if you had to listen to that and it blew yours out, um, oh no, uh, it didn't. It, we're the only ones whose ears got blown out. Okay. And people in the chat said it was fine. Okay. George probably wants to buy the bike a from Honda Knight for sure. A Honda. Wait. Okay. And this is an XR eighty eight XR six hundred. That's all it says about it. It says eighty eight XR six hundred. Yep. Okay. What's the guy's name? Oh, David Hopewell. David Hopewell. And it doesn't say anything else. That's it. That's it. Doesn't say anything else. He just, he just submitted that, and it. Uh, well, that's how much we know about it. So, yep. yeah. it's an eighty-eight yeah. XR six hundred. Looks I, like it has I some saddlebags. You know, here's the thing: is Got I can, no kickstand. I'm guessing. I can, I can tell you about. No, a kickstand's down there on the side. I can see it hanging well, down. It's on list stand though. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, list stand kickstand. Cool. Yeah, it's got. He's got a rack. It looks like he has some giant loop bags. He's got. He's got a. He's got a tank bag that's strapped on there, but he's taking the thing off. It looks like he has some sort of a pro taper esque style bar, but I can't really tell. Uh, Don't yeah. know what tires he's got on it. He's got buddy pegs. And I want to know how those got on there. Like, did he weld those things on there? Oh, the... the yeah. Stock yeah. muffler? Yeah. But since he didn't tell us at Endos. Yeah. Didn't follow the rules, you're not getting 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to give him an Endo. Even though it's a fantastic motorcycle, he kind of <laughs> raked it. So, Endo. <laughs> he raped it. Oh, here yeah. we go. How did he do that, Tim? Look at those. Why, why do you have a tank bag? To carry your camera. It's it's he's he could have been part of the photo crew for that other guy that just did the hill climb, because that guy was bringing photo crews out. He had one guy at the bottom that shot the video, and there was another guy sitting up at the top with yeah. probably a camera yeah. too. So this guy might be his photo crew. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. next Tuesday I'll submit the eighty-eight XR six hundred that's down in my shop. Oh, uh oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could win right. hundred bucks, Tim, from tacomoto.com. Yeah. Taco, dot co. Tacomoto co. Okay, here we go. Chris Smith. Chris Smith. Is Chris Smith one of our regular viewers? I believe so. Has this he bike is in been the chat? Has this bike been submitted before? Think, not this is one. Is he I double don't dipping? So. I don't think uh. this one has. No, it has see, not. When you see the year, he has not no, submitted I don't think it this has. one before. It's a 2022 YZ250F. Still need to throw hand guards on it and pick up a skid plate. Really don't plan on doing much to it other than small things to make swapping setups quicker. Okay, so when he's talking about swapping setups. He's talking supermoto, huh? He's got supermoto tires in this thing. And you know what we think about supermoto tires? You know, I am personally responsible for killing supermoto in the United States. I've been told this before. Oh, really? Yeah, because I wouldn't put it in Dirt Rider magazine. And I really, I really have to just, you know, take a step back and go, supermoto bikes have what kind of tires on them? Well, not dirt tires, so. And... And dirt riders about I would think dirt. knobbies, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, d did it does look like it'd be a lot of fun though. <laughs> Darn right, it's hey, actually I know it's fun because I used to race supermoto. I had a really good time. <laughs> I just couldn't afford tires. But uh, Chris, that's a sweet bike. But uh, even though it's a Yamaha, and even though Yamaha, and this is a it's a twenty twenty two. It's brand new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? It could take him into victory zone. And yep. the only way he would know is to go to YamahaMotorsports.com to find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone. So he's most of the way there. He's got but, his but, Yamaha YZ. But that thing, but that ad read talks about motocross, right? Not supermoto. 
Uh, it yeah, says, well, they don't make a for motocross riders yep. driven to dominate. Yep, mm-hmm. I guess he's. Yeah. You're going to dominate the streets of where are you located, Chris? Where what streets are you dominating? On this, and and if you get if you put a number one on it, make sure you put it at the twelve o'clock position, and then yep. maybe we can reconsider the the positioning of this bike and a film crew. And, if, and see if you can get the guy with the XR600 to come out and do some filming with his yeah. camera back. Nah, yeah, right there. there on the go. top. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. okay. That's, okay, that's, that's, that's restraining. Really you know, we're at, the, we're at the point now where we have to decide who wins. Ah. Uh, it's it's going to be a Honda night. It's going to be a Honda night. And I, Tim, who do you think, who do you think gets the hundred bucks? Um, okay. We started with uh, Victor, right? Victor, mm-hmm. yeah, the XR four hundred. Then we had Jimmy. Mm-hmm. God, it's yep. big headlights. Right, big yep. headlights. Um, what was? Oh, and then we had the CR two fifty guy. That was Rich. Yeah, yep. The name's Wasn't on the photo. More, my bad. Was there only two XRs tonight? No, there was. There was, the there was this XR over here, but this one, I, I oh, did, yeah. didn't, he didn't. He, 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 he didn't. He didn't follow the rules. So he's out. So. I I uh, I know I know what I think, but then again, I think I'm gonna I I think I might get in trouble a little bit for this one, but I think I'm good. Uh, but go ahead, I'm, I'll just disqualify you guys. Go first. I'll disqualify your opinions. <laughs> I'm kind of leaning towards the creativity of Victor. Well, Victor put a lot of effort into his post, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm. I second that emotion, man. As much as I looking at like looking at two big, gigantic, enormous yeah, headlights. Yeah, this, this guy built a pretty cool as, bike. As much no as doubt. I like, as much as I like seeing that, Victor took this to the next level. He did. <laughs> he made me laugh. He's got a good, solid bike there. Uh, I, I, I just hope that's not one of the ones that I used to own that he bought and it and butchered oh. it a little bit is he one of, is he one of the guys on your no no, return I, no list? he probably bought it from one of my friends talked to one of my friends out ah, of it or something I like that you. but yeah i like i like victor's i like victor's jib there i think that xr 400 is a winner it's been a winner that bike's been a winner in my book for a long time until i sold everyone i had because i was sick of mediocrity and i needed husabergs in my life mm-hmm. sitting so with that, uh, Victor, you're a winner. Um, make sure you get your info to Matt, mm-hmm. and we will get you hooked up with Takamoto. And maybe you can buy uh, – I have no idea. That funnel. Do you think that funnel would screw into that thing? Maybe. I think they should buy the uh, – I think you should put a, down, a deposit uh, on the snorkel thing that they have. Oh, the underwater kit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. The underwater kit. It's, it's still in development is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Victor, even even though you're a friend of the show, I didn't read, I, I was reading the small print and we don't disqualify you from winning uh, even though, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and Bobby says, uh, oh, yes, you can, but it's in the form of rubber boogers and peat gravel. So you, if you know what I'm talking about there, you probably need to be in the chat room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, hey Tim, anything else you want to you want to talk about? Bring up in a public forum. Try to destroy me. Yeah. Um. So you were talking about the first rider refusal on these XR four hundreds you're selling. Uh huh. And you make a deal with whoever you sell it to. Mm-hmm. So I had I sold a set of those XR six hundred twin pipes. Um, uh huh. I think Jamie built those when you raced with Johnny. Right. So. 
uh, HRC had a spec for twin pipes, and uh, this was on an XR600. So the XR600 had dual exhaust ports, kind of like the XR400, and there, and even the early KTM RFS had t- two exhaust ports that were separate the whole way. And it is proven that if you keep the exhaust gases separate the whole way out, it produces a different style of power. In fact, that's why Honda kept um, playing around with this twin pipe concept. They they know what it does, and it's just a matter of is it worth the the gain, the power gain, all these different things. But yeah, so so those were the so they sent the spec over here, and a few different people built them. I think Jamie built some, but yeah, you had a set. I had a set with the air box with the left side number plate that was pretty special. Uh, and I sold them to somebody and I said, I get first right on those things. Don't F and sell those things or don't sell them with your XR. <laughs> <They're gone. laughs> I, well, I wait. sold, I sold a, I sold a bike. I sold a kind of a replica of our winning, our race winning 1998 bike to, to NAR, to Dave Manriquez. And I don't know where that bike is, but I gave him the same thing. He had the twin pipe, but what he had special on that bike was the the actual race head that it had the HRC cam and the uh, CH wheat ported uh, cylinder head uh, that we had. We Johnny was disassembling the bike, uh, you know, because they put in something in the museum. He pulled those parts off of it, and I got the pipes. Same thing, that side panel, that extra side panel with the bulge in it. And I have <laughs> no idea where uh, where that that stuff is at because I, I haven't seen him post any pictures of that thing, but. If you, if you, I guess if you're a collector and you have this stuff, that that stuff's pretty, pretty cool. If you're into Baja things, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I have the uh, the Baja 500 second place 250 class uh, podium bike. It's a XR 100. <laughs> I have that bike and I hung it on a wall. Yeah, it's a pie. <laughs> it's a cat toy. The motor right behind me was one of the test motors for it that uh, we didn't we didn't run because <laughs> it didn't last long enough. So the bumps and uh, whoops and Baja are so big now that and the silt in Baja is so deep now that that little bike would have we'd lose it. <laughs> hey, speaking of Jamie Jamie Campbell and trophy trucks, which we've talked about now, tie it all together. Uh Jamie Campbell rode that little bike into a fence uh during the race because he thought a trophy truck was coming. He decided to exit the course immediately when he felt like though and it wasn't it was he still had a 20 minute lead on it, but he was so he knew because he's ridden off road cars, he knew how fast that thing may have been coming. He just did a <laughs> 90 degree turn at about top speed in an XR one hundred, which might be like 35 miles an hour, and just rode into a bob wire fence. It's <laughs> all better than a trophy truck. To get out of the way. <laughs> it never it never heard came. fake footsteps in his head, huh? So yeah. But uh Okay, we have any more questions over there? We do. Okay, got a couple more questions we're going to answer. Are you going to stick around for a couple more questions, Tim? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Hey, I see you switched to the oh. FNL Racing Fuel hat. Mm-hmm. Shout out you to my, uh, my buddy. Actually, I need to call Bruce Conrad, who was the old FNL guy, and now it's uh, Busby, yeah? Now it's, now it's Brian. Yep. And uh, so, I, uh, yeah, FNL Racing Fuel. That's what we were burning. Yeah. That's what we were burning at 13 miles the gallon in that KTM 125 down there. By the way, 
<laughs> All right. We got okay. Bill Hall. Jimmy, I've been enjoying your show for some time now. Keep up the partying. That's strange. Enjoying yeah. the show? You have indicated several times over many shows that you like the flex bars, and with the flex bars, you can run a bit stiffer suspension forks. Do you prefer a slightly stiffer suspension over a more plus setup, especially for mountain single track like the Tour of Idaho? It seems to me that for that type of riding, plusher is better. Please elaborate. That's a that's a really good question. Hey, Tim, do you do you run do you run flex bars? Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't catch from his letter there if he is using the flex bars or considering using the flex bars. But I've been using them. I'm guessing twelve years now. Uh, I I don't remember when they started, but uh, a lot longer than that. What's that? A lot longer than that. It's been, it's, I was at cycle world. So there was, it's been a, it's been a long time. I I had them on, I had them on XR 400s back in the day. (laughs) Dang. Well, I'm, I'm not sure how many years, but you know, at least a dozen years I've been using them and my wrist are, especially my right. It's so hammered that I got to the point where I would just let go of the right grip if, I saw a little G out or, you know, the little, little square edge, sharp things. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just, I just let go and go one handed. Do you you run them, Jimmy? I, I, I don't, I I do. Oh, you do. I do. I don't have them on my bike right now. I I actually got to say me being able to ride. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's I say I actually was going to order a set today, but I got busy. (laughs) I got a discount code. On it. Actually, that's what I didn't get busy. I wanted to ask yeah, you about get, that. Get the discount code. Yeah, I, got, I can help you out there. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I, I'm the same way. It just makes it so I can ride multiple days. If I if I ride a bike without them, I really it really hurts, and then the next day I suffer. But so the question is, I t- I yeah. do talk about it. I so I'm really particular about my bike setup, and when I want my bike to handle, like I want a real I'll call it a performance feel, or I want it. I want that bike to to to. I want to feel what that front end is doing and stuff. I need to have the certain amount of stiffness in the suspension so that I can quote feel so it, it. Doesn't yeah. Now doesn't that, feel vague. When yeah yeah when and and that's when it's it's I'm not hitting these square edge bumps that Tim is talking about. Like Tim's talking about like these square edge bumps. I never want to feel those. Uh-huh. And and so I can set my bike up so I can feel the ground. So I'm going around a turn and I can feel how much traction I'm getting. But if I hit one of those, it doesn't punish me. So, but the question is, if I were running on the tour of Idaho, like a long distance multi-day ride, at that point, I'm not so concerned about that performance feel. And, and so to take about like, what is this, you know, where are we at with this? Well, the problem is, is when I have that feel, even if I'm just going slow, when something, when I, when I have a situation where I get close to the edge, like something, you know, imagine you're, you're, you're dropping on like a little bit of off camber and the, 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 the dirt changes. It goes from kind of like decent grip to all of a sudden poof dirt or something. And it's, it starts slipping. Well, if my forks are set up a certain way, I, I right. I don't even have to see it. I feel it that it, that, okay, it's changed. I'm getting that sensation from the way that the bike reacts. And, and I know this, but if I have a really mushy or, or, or we'll call it a plush setup, I may not feel it. Because the bike isn't going to, you know, the fork's going to kind of absorb too much of that, or it's so cushy, you don't actually feel the response yet. What, what do they call me? A pretty pea pod? Princess and the pea. Princess and the pea. So, 
so it just kind of depends on how how you have your bike set up. So on a, on a ride like that, I might you know err on the side of making it a little bit more plush. But with the flex bars, I don't have to. You know, the bars will will take the snap out of the yeah. the thing where it would really hurt me otherwise. So it's on the one end. I'm setting it up for that jarring hit that normally would transmit the the shock to my arms, and so I can get more aggressive with the fork setting. So. For sure, you know, a softer, more plush setting would, you know, probably pay dividends, but I don't have to rely on that setting and lose some of my bike feel. And it is unique to the, the flex bar because the way they're mounted and because of the way they move, I that's why I can still feel what it mm-hmm. is. It's not completely that that dampening isn't completely removing that feel from the bike. Hence why I like the flex bar more than some of the other options that are out there. Not yeah. to say those other options aren't really good at doing what they do, not but it you. just it's a different feel. Not exactly not for me. Mm-hmm. And you uh, with as much as you complain about forks, dude, <laughs> there's your solution right there. That'll make I, I always said this. They make bad forks good. And you know, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> That's part of it. I, I've been working on those forks and working on them, and I finally got them where they quit breaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God, those things. Anyhow, we'll move on. Okay, next question. We know you love them. I don't. <laughs> this guy's got the weirdest name. His mom must have been weird. Park City ADV Dual Sport. Yeah, she probably wanted him to be an adventure rider. I guess he must have known early on, huh? Like the sound of that rock oil filter oil. Not a bad choice in the dry desert conditions. Certainly makes cleaning filters easier. Seems like a lot of engine oil consumption, though. Is that typical on a KTM, or is that engine tired? Oh, great great question. Okay, so he's responding to a video I popped up on the YouTubes the other day about I basically pulled my – KTM 500 off the truck. It had been delivered back up from Cabo. Uh, I pulled it off the truck, brought it into my shop, washed it, and brought it in my shop. I said, hey, I'm just going to kind of shoot a little video of all the stuff I do to reprep my bike. And I changed the oil, and I cleaned the air filter and changed the oil filter. Uh, that other than, you know, I'm going to definitely put some new tires on it, which is kind of expected. But other than that, I didn't have to do anything to this bike. Um, so it's, if you're interested in like what it takes to reprep a properly set up bike that wasn't crashed. And I, I, it was funny. I was looking at Tim's, uh, uh, the Baja bound moto website today and they were talking about how they, cause I was curious from my business as well, like how they treat rental bikes. And when, you know, if you bring your own bike and you have to get on a rental bike, you, you guys had some really interesting, uh, Tim, you guys had some really interesting wording there about if you're. You know, crashing is not normal use and and that if you're a crasher and uh, you you crash your bike out of commission, you, you may not be able to get the spare bike off the trailer. <laughs> excellent, excellent wording on this. I did see that on there. So, so back to, you know, my bike that didn't crash amazingly, you know, going down there because I don't ride like that and it did a good, did a good job. I did this little video on prepping it. And so one of the things that I've just started, I, I found I found that I can get the rock oil, uh, they call it EcoFoam now. It's synthetic water washable air filter oil. It works in wet conditions, trust me. It, and people say, well, how can it do that? Like you have to agitate it before the oil comes out. And and the 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 it's not oil, whatever it is that's the filter oil, but it, you have to agitate it. And even if you're spraying it with water, yeah, the water will go through, but it doesn't rinse it all out. It's actually hard to get it out, but it mm-hmm. comes comes right out. So anyways, a uh, pretty cool video. If you haven't watched it, to check it out. Uh, tell a friend, show a friend. Hmm. 
but the consumption of oil, he was worried because, and, and I show this in the video, when the KTM, if it's all stock like mine is, it has the breather tube where the oil overflow, the oil um, breather tube that comes out of the cylinder head, it goes directly to the airbox. And so if it, most of the time, if you take air filter off, there's a little puddle of oil down there because mm -hmm. it's, it's breathing. So oil mist is going in and out of there. Mm -hmm. That's where all of the oil consumption is going. It's not, it's not going, I mean, there's, there's a small amount that's going by the rings or whatever. It's burning a small amount, but it's so small. And this is seven, 8,000 mile. Um, I don't know how many hours cause I haven't looked lately. A lot of hour KTM 500. And I started with the oil on the top of the view, the view thing, when it was, you know, you start it up, let it run for a second, shut it off, and it sits at the top of the view line. And when I got back, it was like a little bit below halfway. And, and he, that's what he's talking about, the oil consumption. Well, when I do the video, I show, you know, when I pull the filter off, you can see some of the oil mist in the screen. Uh, which, by the way, if you want maximum horsepower, cut that screen out. And most of the people I've seen cut the screen out. They don't do a very good job. And some of that screen goes, you know, the little fragments go into the intake boot. <laughs> that's that's good for power right there. Uh, Run that down the cylinder it, wall. It cuts the compression. Evidently, lower compression works better. But anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> revs higher. Uh, revs higher. Jimmy's making a joke, right? Yes. Now. So, but anyways, so you see some of the oil residue on the screen. And then I take the rag and I wipe the bottom of the, the, the air box. And you see some of the oil residue. That's where all the oil went. But... It didn't all just go there and it's not just sitting there. It missed the entire inside of that air filter, the screen, and it sucks most of it into the motor. So technically, it actually does burn this oil. This oil goes through the motor and it goes like it's – that's what it's kind of designed to do. It's mm -hmm. supposed to burn it off as opposed to spill it on the ground. It's the puke it on the ground, yeah. And you think about all the times you're wide open going down – not wide open. So I might have been doing 70 to 90 miles an hour down the road, the mm -hmm. highway. Uh, you know, I rarely go that fast in the dirt. Because I'm not that good of a rider anymore, but it's a, so yeah, it burned a little bit of oil. So I I decided because I I filled it back to the middle line where I normally fill it to. But I since I knew I was going to Baja, I went ahead and put a little extra in there because I didn't want to worry about it, and I knew it would burn it out, not burn it out, pump it out, spray it out. <laughs> so I I took it today and it was it was about so I put in and it might have been a little bit above the the line 175 cc's. To take it from where I had it to to where to, 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 to full, so it burnt. I'm gonna guess 200 to 225 cc's out of it, and it and and full to that line when you After. clean all the oil out. It's like it's like 1200 ish cc's. You know the manual will tell you whatever it is, but so I poured 1200 in it, and then it's right in the middle like it's supposed to be. <laughs> so I don't get I don't get all hung up in the specifics, but I also am not worried about my bike ever breaking down out in the middle of nowhere. And my bikes tend to, I got a lot of them and they tend to run and run continuously and do well. So yeah. that's, uh, okay. yeah. And, and, and George points out a good thing. It probably only consumed half a window of oil because you started with too much. If you filled it to half where it may have stayed there, I will agree with you halfway on this point, because I think having the extra oil in there, that's that little bit of extra pressure. And that caused some of it to blow out there, but it will, no matter what mist, like when you're running it wide open, no matter how much is in there, it's going to mist some. Yeah. And you think about the path it has to go to get there. It's all this oil mist floating around. It has to go through the middle of the cam and out through, I mean, the path that oil takes 
to get out of the motor and and every pulse it's going forward and backwards and yeah, forward yeah. and backwards. It's a pretty amazing little system and the fact that it doesn't go ever seen the picture where Logan on his KLX 110 long time ago he wrote it without a filter on it and sand air filter well, yeah yeah took the ring gap to about a quarter inch uh-huh. and he had the the breather routed into the <laughs> into the oil fill because it would just run oh because so much oil would come out so much oil would come Wait, out did he, did he figure that out he I came home and I look at he was because he had it all done. Was pumping he oil. had it actually working and sealed somehow so it was pumping Go- oil out the breather tube back into the oil fill hole into the oil fill hole and he had it pretty sealed with a probably that's a lot of duct tape. I don't know. I don't know where the extra pressure is going to go, but on a KLX 110, well, it can't be too much. No, but, no. And, and I mean, but that's pretty cool. It was I, going through a, he'd get about a half hour on the entire oil until he come up with that. You know, how much oil it held in all those bikes. They don't blow up for nothing. But, you know, he was about eight years old or so when he was doing that kind of cool stuff. I, I, I see this in him. I just wish he would talk a little bit more. I know. I, I was so. Proud of him in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's the dumbest thing you could do, but. But who, who ran it without the air filter, too? Uh, the same this guy that his first the, air filter he cleaned, is, is, is he took it off. and is, These are the kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. air filter. Let's go to the sand out here by your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Rusty Rusty Schatz. Oh, we did, didn't we talk to him last week too? I think so. I, okay. He should go see a doctor for that though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could run an aftermarket pipe without a different ECU. Uh what do we know what he's talking about? What no. particular video that came this from? This is the uh reprepping a KTM after twelve hundred miles. So, oh, so my, you got a pipe on Oh, oh yeah. So I have an FMF uh it's an FMF. It looks like a power core four, but it actually has Q internals in it. Uh, it was just, it was something that was built. Because why not? Well, it was, I, I needed one for a test uh-huh. and that's, they just slammed it together. And because it was, and trust me, pre-COVID, this is before there was supply demands, but they've always had supply demand things there. So yeah, that's what it is. It's essentially a Q4. Um, no, you do not have to have um, an ECU to run. Uh, you don't have to have an ECU to run anything. Uh it helps certain times, but just putting a slip on, which is essentially all this is on, and it's not a big open one, it does change the the character a little bit. And I wish it were a, a tad bit richer. That bike does have a little bit of a of a lean pop uh, on D cell sometimes, but uh, it also it's it's lighter. It doesn't build up as much heat as the stock exhaust. And even with the stock exhaust, I I take out that screen at the end, but. It's a little less restrictive and just overall, um, uh, it's fine, but uh, you do not have to run it. On, but it's also, it's not a big open muffler. It's, it's, it's kind of a little bit restrictive, which I like. I like that. I like that power delivery. And, uh, oh, my bike, I should have taken the reeds out of it. You Wait, no. This no. is your own advice that you did no, not. No, I only take the reeds out of two strokes. Four strokes, they make more power. Oh, cause, yeah, because there's two more strokes there. Two more strokes. You need right. the extra reads. Two more strokes helps out a lot sometimes. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, you're not engaged on our social medias, which yeah. it's probably safer that way. Because if, if you take me serious, sometimes. Uh, okay. We got all the questions or we got one more? We got one more. Oh, one Jesse more. Jesse G. If oh, there's God. extra questions, we can just move them over. To yeah, the we'll move to the next I'm, show. Two hours Jesse of sleep G. last night for me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I see, I see Jimmy like, yawning over here struggling. All day. 
Power you need a flathead it. racing Jesse G. You need a flathead racing aluminum pipe guard, and you're lucky your front brake disc survived without an EE Enduro Engineering aluminum discard. <laughs> okay. How'd the bike make it back without that? Okay, with that, with that, we're just gonna shut this uh, <laughs> shut the show down. You can leave. You can you can head oh, out. Good. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, rally. <laughs> we're gonna rally it. Yeah. A flat aluminum pipe guard. I, oh, oh, I think oh, he's the making, one, the he's one making that, a big note. Oh, because I, I put a dent. Yeah, a rock flew up. Hey, Tim. Tim, I got a dent in my header from a rock that flew up off my front wheel or something like that. Uh, how, do I, how do I solve this problem? Why are you asking me that question? I, I don't know how to fix that. Don't you, do, 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 should I just ride slower or do, it doesn't happen to Hondas? On what kind of bike? Uh, KTM 500. Oh, that's not one of those two strokes. No, no, it's 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 you really a header pipe from a rock. Yes, a big dent. Hmm. I could, I could, you know, like one that it it may actually compromise the power a little bit, but actually not in a bike with a reed in the intake. But <laughs> I actually I didn't notice it until I started shooting the video. I said, oh, I I kind of noticed it when I watched it, but I took a good look at it when I shot the video. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good one. Actually, somebody somebody else talked about that. Oh, we we noticed it in one of the Rooster Endo bikes, and they said it slipped off the stand or something. Or I believe it's something like this sounds familiar. It's, yeah, it's, I've, I've had this because. Well, it's so funny how you forget the shows as soon as you stop recording. You just kind of forget what happened in the <laughs> show. Hopefully, you can make a drive home. You know, remember where you live? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, Jesse, uh, thanks for pointing and rubbing salt in the wounds because I can't get a, a different header right now because they're all backward and sold out but i'll suffer with that power deficit it's going right back down Do you, is it safe for me to take my ktm 500 back to mexico tim should, or should i pull out the xr650 if you have an xr why do you want to ride a ktm because <laughs> <laughs> because i'll tell you something my ktm is will do everything that xr will and still go do the, all the single track i i it, it's once you, yeah, uh, it's just a long There's story. We'll save it for another show. Just bring your XR. Oh, wait, you yeah. can't because it needs a gear. No, no, it's got brand new tires on it, and Heather says it's hers. And I don't want to kickstart it anymore. Once a month is enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, call Zip Tie. He has the tools. With the Nora crew. I'm going with the, I'm working. I'm going down with the, the, the Nora crew. I'm going to be uh, kind of like a steward and a, and a evidently a early morning roadbook installer, uh, which is going to cut, could, could cut into my beer drinking, but maybe I'll just mix them all up. Well, <laughs> so, hey, we're it, looking forward to you uh, being there and joining our gang at our bivouac and uh, assisting yeah, our guys and answering questions. So I don't have to. Hey, I, I'm I'm there. I want to make everybody that's doing this motorcycle thing have fun. Uh, kind of promote, you know, Nora. Promote. I love what they're doing. The funnest race on race on earth. That sounds like something like uh, I like doing. I want to promote, you know, guys that are getting into rally to have a good, you know, fun rally experience and uh, just in general, uh, you know, start enjoying Baja again. Sounds like uh, sounds like. I mean, I missed out. So, hey, Tim, do you have anything you want to? Our crew is Jennifer, myself, uh, Ronnie, Jen's brother, Ron Wilson. Yep. And we might have one more. And uh, like I say, we got 13 guys in our gang. I think maybe three more as of today. Um, so it'll be fun around our bivouac. Yeah, sounds good. If, 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 they're, if they're joining up with the, the Baja Bound 
crew, then they're going the right direction. Uh, you have anything else you want to promote, Tim? Anybody got to thank? No, I have no. I have no one to thank. Thank, thank your wife. Oh, <laughs> thank your wife. I think I can hear her in there doing the dishes right now. So. <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy! <laughs> yeah, right on. Hey, well, uh, it's good to, good to chat with you again. Good to see you. We'll, we'll spend a good time down in Baja. Maybe we'll see if we can do some like live updates or something like that uh, on the dirt bike test page when we're down there. If we have the internets connected or something, I, I could probably patch it to my grinder thing, right, Matt? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. So we know it'll work. Uh, so with that, um, anything else? I want to thank our sponsors, of which Yamaha Taco Moto. Thanks for the $100 gift certificate. We have Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Costa Rica Unlimited. It sounds like everybody but me is going down to Costa Rica for the Costa Rica Unlimited Tour. Fast Company, Flex Handlebars. And you are fans that are still showing up week after week. I don't know why, but I love you. And uh, you know what we're going to do, Jimmy? See you on the trail. See you on the trail. Cheers. Let's do it.